Can you repeat that? I couldn't hear you. Okay, re re recording's up. Asian women have, wait, hold on. Are you guys getting this? Asian women mm -hmm. have black assholes. I may have just started my podcast for the week. So they have, yeah. is it black assholes or asses? Wait, hold on. Yeah. It's not Carlos, asses. I can promise you that. Carlos, I want to get it straight for the podcast. Oh, God. Asian <laughs> women this is have black assholes, correct? Yeah, why isn't that being talked about? It's, it's, it, it seems it's just very relevant. Every time I'm watching a porn, and it's, there's an Asian actress, and you know you see their bubble. You're gonna see their bubble, okay? It's not like I'm just staring at, at like you know buttholes. He, he doesn't have to be insecure about staring I mean, at buttholes. Yes, I'm pretty just doing his research. I noticed that like the that little yeah. rim. I'm scared. It's always black. I have an I have an Asian on the podcast, so I'm gonna ask him. Yo, Nick, so, why is the asshole black on women? My guess is the melanin. It's the same shit that gives us our fucking beautiful hair, that makes us our nipples and our fucking assholes black. Ah, so the the curtains match the drapes. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry, you can't activist. you can't hear Carlos. He said. That, it's the same shit that gives them their beautiful strip hair. You know what? That's nice. I love you, Carlos. We're going to have to get you on the podcast sometime. <laughs> you are that was very scientific. I feel like Bill Nye, you know? I feel like we've already educated the people so much today. All right, I got to go, Carlos. We could almost I love just you. wrap up right here. <laughs> that's the podcast, everyone. I like how his response to that was, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, just a winking brown eye. I mean, anyway. I've never, I've never been with an Asian woman, so I didn't know that. So that's that's good to know, I guess. Wow, you should really like diversify wow. your pool. Okay, it's twenty twenty one. You haven't been with an Asian, Zach. I mean, I know you're being facetious, but I never. I've openly said that I want to marry an Asian woman. So it's not from it's not from lack of um, desire. In other words, you have a fetish is what I'm hearing. No, 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 no. I, I don't have a fetish like sexually towards Asian women. I just want to settle down with one. Mm, I see. Because they're the best at family rearing, in my opinion, of all races. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I was that a yikes? Are you right? Just, that's a, that's that, a positive. That, why is that? That's interesting. It's a real I don't Darwinist know. mindset you got there, Chief. Yeah, and there are winners and losers biologically in life. So there, <laughs> there is going to be a race that rears children across the board the best. I pose that it's Asian women. Hmm. Okay, if, if theoretically it's Asian women, who would be the worst? The worst? The worst of the Asians or the worst at child no, rearing? Worst at child rearing. Hmm. Because I Irish. have one in mind. And I really the Irish? Yeah, no. The Irish, yeah, the Irish right. is devoid of all emotional connection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you um there's and alcoholism and domestic abuse, that's that's called an Irish upbringing, you know? 
I can speak to this uh, because I was raised by Irish people. Um, and yes, you're correct. They, <laughs> there's a total despondency, a total um, like a total just like lack of like will even willingness to attempt to really care much about your children besides like what what they could do for you as far as like grabbing remotes and any beers. any emotion that is positive or negative um gets pushed all the way down to the inside mm-hmm. of the irish soul mm-hmm. because at the end of the day shut the fuck up and go get me a beer yeah get me get me a pass yeah and uh that and that's that's what makes america america um but yeah, welcome to Ask the Nose, everybody. Um, I'm Ass. I'm Nose. Oh, wait. I'm Nose. I'm definitely, I'm definitely in my nose. Well, the, I mean, you just totally fumbled the intro. So I, as a showman, went and show business <laughs> when someone makes a mistake, you uh-huh. act like it didn't happen and you go on as if uh-huh. to not alert the audience that a mistake was made. You, clearly not in show business just completely destroyed the momentum of the beginning intro of the podcast but i thought astonose was interchangeable i thought we both were like interchangeably like okay okay like like sometimes i can be the ass you could be the nose and vice versa it's very holistic we're both ass and nose and then nick is now the fart i think from between the cheeks Welcome. Uh, by the way, I feel like we should introduce Nick. Uh, actually, people met you on the on a podcast already. If they listened, uh, Nick and Nor, our good friend, um, has come on as a producer as somebody who's slightly more intelligent than both me and Zach. It can tell us when we're wrong, which will be most of the time, I'm sure. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so our producer's mic isn't working. So that's yeah. this is a great start. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, slightly more intelligent is a is a is a a little bit of an undersell. Um, but now it looks like it looks like we are the whiz kids when it comes to technology. Apparently, so, so maybe we don't need Nick. <laughs> yeah, Nick, we definitely can't hear you. Yeah, he, don't worry. Nick's gonna work on the mic situation. He's gonna get it figured out. Okay. Can you hear me loud and clear? Uh, yeah. Though? Okay. I'm, yep, I don't. I, I, I don't mean to flex, but I I got a new gaming headset and it's pretty fucking nice. Oh yeah, I I could tell. I looked. It seemed like you sounded a little bit crisper than usual. Yeah. Nick, are you back? <laughs> Not really. Not really. No. Oh Jesus. It's okay. We'll keep going. This is show business, baby. Yeah, it might be in your Zoom settings or something. Um, I wanted to open the show by uh, telling Nick about how how Zach is uh, apparently like joining Antifa now that he's in Chicago, but also is still maintaining his Southern heritage, which is a very interesting mix to see because he's been texting me going like these liberal sissies ain't gonna make me get the vaccine or what is it masking? You texted me about masking the other day. Dude, I have an update on that. Um, oh, yeah. So they made it a mandate in Chicago metropolitan area that like anywhere indoors is you got to be masked up again. And this so, is including vaccinated people, right? Yeah, this is across the board. So 
um, me and my friend, we went uh, bar hopping on Friday night. And this is how, listen, I'm not going to, I don't want to put like preconceived. I don't want to put any opinion in this before I get yours. I have my own opinions, but I'm going to save them. So I had, we had the mask. We took the train in, not a big deal. And we were sitting outside in the line to get into the bar. And my mask, like the, what do you call it? The string had broken. So it was just kind of hanging off my face on one ear. And my other friend had lost his mask. So I just have the one string hanging off. And when I go up, I like put it up. I put it up to my face. So it's covering and I give him my ID. And as, as I give him my ID, it kind of falls. So it's just hanging off my face. And the guy goes, lets me in. As soon as I get in, I like sit no less than half a second after I take a step, one foot step inside the bar, I take off my mask because no one's wearing one. My friend who's in line who doesn't have a mask, they don't let him in. They're like, look, bro, you got to go down to the gas station and buy a mask. We're not letting you in. So the rule is in order to walk through the door, you have to have a mask. Once you're in, no mask. Okay. So what is that? What is you, this the rule consistently? I mean, like everywhere. Well, I mean, I live out in the burbs, so I never, I've never worn a mask mm-hmm. since the mask mandate, and no one seems to care. I didn't wear a mask on the train, and the conductor didn't care. And uh, I've, so I've only been in the city for bar hopping, and this was across the board the deal which is you have to have a mask on in line and then once you get inside you take it off so what the fuck are we doing what why is this a mandate and what who does it help it helps those who would like to perform their uh their morality for everyone and let everybody know how good of a person that they're just like a good liberal person and they care about sick people that's who it helps. Yeah, but then, like, once you... Nick, you're on mute. Perhaps, right? I know, but, I was testing my mic shit. There you go. Okay, that, that's better. Really oh. quiet, but that is better. That's fine, I guess. See if you can so, turn your mic up and your uh, uh, volume settings. Well, I'm going to fix my mic issue by oh. buying a new one. Oh, you sound good. There we go. Our producer is producing, ladies and gentlemen. And my first step as producer is interrupting the flow of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's great. This is exactly what you're here for, truly. This Um, This is exactly what Nick did when we were all roommates together and me and Justin were like on the back porch talking and and just talking dumb shit like about retarded stuff and Nick would come out and be like yo you guys want this Popeyes leftover Popeyes I don't want it <laughs> yeah I just come out like boys I have food I can't finish you want some they literally always had leftovers <laughs> oh my god I do miss that about you Nick you're and, and your leftovers and let's talk about how this man Nick had a vehicle and consistently spent all of his earnings on DoorDash. <laughs> I'm supporting 
small business. Okay, I'm supporting the <laughs> essential workers. Oh, you, this out the small, there. The, the small businesses of KFC and Chick Fil A. Those are yeah, pretty small bro. businesses. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't take the loan if they weren't small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Good call. Good call. <laughs> One of the more amazing things about living with Nick was like sometimes realizing like I haven't seen his face in 72 hours. I haven't but heard I, a pee. But I know he's home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got his cars here. So it's like he must be here, but he could be dead because I haven't seen him. <laughs> you never do. Yeah. Some say I keep it low key. It was exciting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Some say some would say you literally would live beneath a rock if you could. Precisely. He's called he's called a minimalist. Okay. Oh, is that okay? A social minimalist. I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah, a social minimalist. Um. But yeah, what do you guys think about that mask thing? I think it's 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 the government's version of a virtue signal. It's like a government-wide virtue signal. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't even know. Like, I can't decide if I feel like it's like somebody, if it's like a power grab or if it's just like a performance. Could be a little bit of both. I don't know. It seems to me like most of America is like over over it at this point. So I don't know about any politicians who think that this is going to win them like the next election, I feel like they should probably come up with something new. No, yeah. I think I think it's like, because our politicians are all fucking stupid and they're like, well, this Corona shit's obviously an issue, but we don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do about it. So just put on a mask and be fine and you'll be fine type shit. Meanwhile, you have bitches out here wearing like lingerie that they cut into masks. You've got... You got bitches wearing the fashion masks that are like beaded and shit. And it's like probably 80% of the masks people are wearing wouldn't stop shit anyway. Have you guys seen the photo of like a college, like a football, a college football band and they're in the little band section and they have masks, but they cut little holes for them to play their (laughs) instruments. Uh, it's getting it's getting goofball man it's getting real goofball i was confused as to why like recently the mask thing has come up again because i kind of thought that that art that argument was kind of over yeah i thought we were past it yeah i don't i kind of i mean because it seemed like we were on to the vaccine thing which like that's a whole nother argument now but like are we why are we still doing masks i feel like the consensus at this point is Businesses can require it if they want to, and people can wear them if they want to. That seems to me like, a, I don't know. That just seems like the conclusion of the, I don't know why we're still having arguments about it. No, Doug, this we're is on, very effective here. Yeah, see this right here? This is mask phase three. Phase one was like full on mask. <laughs> like people would go out in inflatable suits and shit. Phase two was like, oh, the fucking vaccines coming in, we're good. Then phase three is like, we have to put them back on, but I kind of like not having them for that brief moment in time. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. And then there's the people who are like, they've, they're so fragile that they've now like uh, developed a psychosis surrounding masks where if they don't have one in public, they can't, it's like they have an anxiety attack because they're just going to be exposed to all of the floating demons in the air. I, I think it's a little bit of, of that like the germaphobe floating like the particles also but i think it's interwoven with like 
people being uh, antisocial and they don't want to be recognized or felt seen without a mask because then they realize that people might recognize them mm-hmm. and and have a conversation with them and to some people <laughs> to some people that's fucking terrifying yeah that's a good point this year some people realize how much they enjoy when nobody bothers them yeah and i'm with them on some extent like i don't like to be bothered sometimes but i use earphones mm. as my mechanism i i and and for me as well as as a hetero man you and I, I'm sure you can agree with this as well, uh, uh, Justin. People will look fine with a mask on, and then the second they take their mask off, you realize they're fugly. Yeah. Why? Why does four inches on face determine so much about attractiveness? That's, like, that's like four inches of prime real estate. This it is, is very, some of the most important four inches on the body. It is because it has it has. The the triple whammy of chin, like chin jawline, mm-hmm. lips, mm-hmm. teeth, and the nose. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, so much going on in such a small space. It's a lot, and it's all very important. It's all very, very we we all we all know you put the teeth is what gets me when I see somebody take the mask <laughs> off, and then they ain't got no teeth. I'm like, damn, bitch, why you even take it off? If I was you, I would just keep rolling with it. I want to know what it smells like under that mask. I mean, I, I mean, don't, it's like a bad smell. I'm sh- it's like I don't want to know, but I want to know, you know? I mean, God, these bitches out here with their teeth looking like Stonehenge, just please put the mask on. <laughs> Them? Matt, can we mask mandate for those people? I would like that. A mask I'm in a county where there's a lot of toothless people. meth heads and they could use it. Yeah. I think people with bad breath should be forced to wear masks so they can understand what other people are experiencing. Yeah. I don't know. It has been educational in that way. I don't know. That was a point of pride for some people. I remember seeing a tweet where somebody was like, my mask after the first day, and it was brown. And I was like, dog, are you good? I have seen parents posting stuff like that about, like, their kids with masks, which which that's, like, totally believable because kids are literally disgusting. Yeah. And yeah, I can't even I couldn't imagine a kid under 10 keeping a mask clean for longer than a couple hours. Well, how does a kid even I don't even know how you make a kid wear a mask. They're always sticking their fucking fingers in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, part, they're wearing their nose and eating it. It's bad. <clears throat> but speaking of COVID, I guess Florida's like doing bad right now. I keep, you know, I keep hearing about like I just feel like I keep reading about how bad it is here, but then I look around and then I'm like, I I don't know, maybe it's my part of Florida and the people that I know, but it doesn't seem like it's that bad. It's it's your well, part of Florida, girl. Yeah, because there's the a thing. lot of people in the hospitals, especially down south and in Jacksonville and probably Tampa. So like I get that, but I don't know. I don't know that it it stacks up to the level of reporting that I keep seeing. I mean, I can say it's gotten pretty bad because, you know, like we just went over how reclusive I am and I caught it. Uh, You got it. Yeah, I I had it for like a week or so. Wow. Yeah. Do do you know you got close enough to somebody? I don't fucking know. I mean, unless the fucking people at work by fucking work were just fucking filthy. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, that's crazy. How how was it your battle with it? 
the first couple of days I'll say were the worst mm. because that's when all the symptoms hit you at, at once. Like, I don't know if it's something like everyone gets, but for me, like every part of my fucking body hurt. Like, you know, after, like, imagine you went to the gym and you did a normal workout, but it was for all parts of your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I was like, oh, well, I just can't smell or taste anything. And then I got over it. So it was pretty, pretty quick and um, not easy, but, you know, not like the worst. It didn't have you feeling like you were going to die. Oh, dude, the first day when I was like, when it hit me, I was like, I woke up and I was like, I'm a little cold this morning. Oh, well, (laughs) that's normal, I guess. And then I I get home from work and like, I'm a little tired. I think I'll sleep this off. And then when I lie in my bed, I'm like, everything fucking hurts, man. Damn. Damn. Have you had it, Zach? Not to my knowledge. um, I thought I had it when I was living with you when I was living with y'all and like around Halloween, but mm-hmm. I got tested. I got tested that Monday and nothing. So no. every time I've been tested, it came back negative, negative. I'm faxed. So I don't give a flying fuck. I don't um, think I've had it either. Um, I, I don't think I've actually ever had a test, but I don't in the past year. I don't, I was never sick enough that I thought that it was it. Yeah. So who knows, but I don't think so. I would like to know how, what's the percentages at this point of like percentages of people that have never got it. I'm kind of curious. Something interesting. Um, my friend who came over uh, this weekend, his mom is a is like a brilliant doctor. And she said some kids were getting really, really sick from the tests because they had antifreeze on the nasal swabs. And like the fucking antifreeze was getting in the kid's brain, what and the fuck? yeah, and just fucking up kids. How do you get antifreeze on nasal swabs? It must no, be a way to keep it the like that's that's part of the procedure. Oh, do yeah. the tests have to be cold? No, no, I think it's a chemical of antifreeze. Yeah, oh. yeah, and um, it's fucked. So I mean, I'm never getting tested again because I'm vaxxed. So that's weird, but. I didn't. I I never got anything when I got tested. I was fine. But my mom, who is as conservative a lady as you're ever gonna meet, she literally tried to pay me. Well, she did pay me a hundred dollars to vote for Donald Trump, and I I <laughs> and and I did vote for him. If mom's listening, <laughs> if mom's listening to the audio version, um, but which is total like voter fraud. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say that's very legal. That's very much voter <laughs> tampering. But um, she said that she works in ICU, and it had her unit ICU unit has never been worse with COVID. Like at its oh, peak, yeah. at its peak, she was having like sixty people a day that were had to go in ICU and get on mm-hmm. the ventilators, and now it's like ninety to a hundred every day, and and. This is no joke. She said 95% of people on ventilators are unvaxxed, which is mm-hmm. interesting how the numbers on that worked out, you know? <laughs> but if you don't want to get vaccinated, it's a fucking free country. I'm just saying, this is what my mother is reporting back to uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, she, and, and she is the most conservative person I've ever met. 
So which she- I just have to say, as somebody who doesn't want at least I've actually started to think about getting the Johnson and Johnson vaccine because it is a tradi- more of a traditional vaccine, not an um, mRNA vaccine, which is like newer. Um, Because that's kind of one of the things that have put me off with the vaccines. It's just the new technology. And I would like to get like the longer studies for it. But um, so you're not a futurist. Huh? A futurist? Um, I'm a I won't be the nigga that has to call the number on the commercial about how I'm entitled for compensation in 30 years. That's I'm that. (laughs) Whatever you would call that. That's what that's what that's me. So uh, (laughs) but um, oh, shit, I forgot where I was even going with that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I swear, as 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 one of the people who is who is very openly been like, I don't feel like at a certain age, if you're healthy, you need to get a vaccine. I hope everybody else that's supposedly on my team, I hope they stick with it now that the numbers are coming out. Because here's my thing: is I knew all along that once people started getting vaccinated, most of the deaths would be the unvaccinated because that's like you know, like common sense. Now. I would assume everybody else that's also like not planning to get it knew that as well. And if they start getting scared and turning tail, like I feel like, um, sorry, Zoom just like sent me a notification. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it'll just be very interesting to see how many of them all of a sudden uh, join uh, join the ranks of the vaccinated. Whereas well, a few months ago, they were, you know. My thing, Justin, is who gives a fuck? Um, if you're waiting for the vaccine to get 100% FDA approved and then it gets 100% FDA approved, what's the what's the shame in in doing that? And he walks away as I'm as I'm trying to talk to him. So this no, is I great. Listening. I was listening. <laughs> but what's what's the shame in like changing your perspective when new information comes out? Um um no shame. I just want to get in on the team sport that everybody else is getting on. You should fucking actually watch sports, dude, instead of like <laughs> instead of making life your sports. Okay, but everything life is literally sports stuff. No, it's I want to say something as well. I have a fucking bone to pick with you, right? Oh. I yeah, I never pretended to be into into like Avengers and superheroes and anime. I would never be like Justin. Let's watch that shit together. But you motherfucker, <laughs> you pretended to be into sports when we were roommates. I'm not, not you pretended I was casual. <laughs> you pretended to be into sports and would watch it with me. And now you're anti sports. You fucking you played. What about anti sports? You fucking you're anti sports <laughs> and you treat life like your sports. And it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> so I don't know. I do treat love like it's sports. So that is a true statement. I'll give you that. I don't. I am not into sport. I am still. I am into UFC a bit. I follow a few people. I don't have the energy. Okay. To at the time or the capacity to watch like eight hours of UFC every week. Like you people. So. Yes, and it, you, when you say mental capacity and effort, it literally requires you to sit down and veg out and but just you have watch to pay the attention. Screen. Like you, if you if you're watching a fight, you can't. If you look away for uh, half a round, you then don't know what's going on with the fight. Like you have to watch it. So that's yeah, why you, you have to watch it every weekend. To watch. You have to watch it in five minute increments. That is correct. I'm saying you have to really pay attention to it. It's not something that you can casually view. Is that is, for me? Is five minutes too much for you for your attention span? 
No, well, well, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, but 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 watching watching manga all night and fucking up my connection while I'm watching UFC. That's I fine. watch two episodes of anime a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. If anyone's throwing a connection, it was fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> both, both of y'all were fucking up my connection, but it's fine. It's fine. Um. But yeah, no, I love sports. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm a sportsman. I can yeah. get into it. I can get into the idea of it. And I can get into like UFC. I do actually enjoy watching. I won't watch, you know, the whole thing usually, but I'll watch it. That's oh, really you, the only one. Most other sports, like I, I tried to get into basketball and football with you. Like I gave it a chance and I just never really got into those two. I don't blame you. Basketball, I begrudgingly watched because I like I liked playing it growing up, but now I mm. fucking kind of despise it. Um, but football, I mean, football is fucking. I'm we're American, baby. It's apple pie and football on mm. Sundays. But uh, I mean, it's it's fun. Like I can watch it. I can't keep track of it because that's too many sports to keep track of. I got room for one, but it's fun to watch. Well, you're on uh, in other news. Your Brazilian uh, squeak daddy won his fight last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, he won, and he did the nicest call-out ever. Uh, He called out the champ, and he's like, I like you, and I respect you, but, like, let's fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. What what is his name again? Um, Alexandra Pantoja. He's Brazilian. Can you pull up a picture? I want to make sure. I want to see, because I'm pretty sure I know who this is, but I might not. He's a squeak. He only weighs 125 pounds, but he can. Uh, we were watching one fight, and he had like a mustache, and you were like going a little goo gaga. You were like, "Oh, the guy with the mustache." Yeah. I mean, he has a beard now, but it's Ooh. one of his looks. You were like rubbing yourself, and I was like, "Dude, chill." <laughs> yeah, I think I do. I definitely uh, believe I remember this guy, and he could absolutely like rip me in half. Just split me down the middle like a crab leg. Dip you in butter. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like the way you. I didn't like that. <laughs> I'm about to get caught like that one guy that got caught jerking off on the news. Oh, the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was another. Up, there was a. I'm trying. Like. Yeah. There I couldn't a, find an Alexandra Pentrosa or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll do the producer's uh, job. Dude, what do you mean? Look at it. I found him on the first search. It's okay. It's okay. Nick is a prejudice against Hispanics, and that's why he can't spell his name. Probably. Spell Alexander and P-A-N-T-O-J-A. T-O-J-A, yeah. Oh, this yeah, dude? This guy's a fucking cute. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like Manny Pacquiao. He, he he looks like a Brazilian Manny Pacquiao. He does. He looks like the world's most comfortable chair. That's what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's a fine piece of ass right there. Yeah, he won. So so he um, better. Because if the other nigga had beat up my boyfriend, we would have had problems. <laughs> I mean, it was. Look at it. I mean, oh, dumb. Jesus. They're the same looks person. Like one of those guys on that YouTube channel where they like dig swimming pools in the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's just being Filipino, dog. 
Yeah, that's just, that's just Aren't you Filipino, gone. Nick? Yeah, but not this Filipino. Okay. This Filipino can Slightly grow facial hair. Filipino, I see. Percentage-wise, what are you and what is he? I think we're both 100%. It's just where you're, like, where on the island you're from. Oh, okay. So it's just like if you're from Florida, but you're from the coast, you're, like, less Florida. Yeah. Like, like, the Floridians in, like, North Central. Like, a Tampa Floridian hits different than, like, mm-hmm. a Deland Floridian. Oh, yeah, a big difference. Wait, so I've always wanted to ask a Filipino this. Do Does every single one of you have a poster of Manny Pacquiao over your door? <laughs> no. At least, yeah, no. He His fucking fame died off like a while ago. Let me see if I can guess who that is. He's a boxer. Yes. Hell yeah. I almost like, said soccer player. I'm going to lie. I think the... Like... Some people, Filipinos are still like, yeah, it's Manny Pacquiao. But like ever since he took that flight with Floyd Mayweather, it was like, uh. And then he ran from like mayor of some city after that. We were like, okay, well, his time is kind of done. Yeah, he's like a he's like a Filipino politician now. Yeah. Like, he sounds like a similar career path to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <clears throat> Which I love that the word, I love that nigger is almost in Arnold's name. I love that. <laughs> It basically is. So does he get to say it? Maybe. I would let him say it. He can have a, he's got a pass from me. It would be funny in his accent. But all white people have a pass from me, honestly. So that yeah. doesn't mean much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> um. So. I don't. I, didn't come, I couldn't come up with a segue, but moving on. <laughs> Uh, instead of news today, I wanted to do a um, somewhat of like a it's like a true crime slash a little bit of local history. Um, because I've been, you know, I've been here in Putnam County, <clears throat> as people know, poorest county in Florida. Uh, we hold that title proudly. Also, uh, most STDs in any county in Florida at one point, the most HIV in any county in the country. OK, so we're like, you know, we've been up there with the big dogs for a very long time. Um, you, you guys are loose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loose doesn't even begin to describe it. So uh, I was speaking to. Uh, so this story uh, came to me by way of my brother's uh, baby mama, as they say. Is that fiance? I don't know. Uh, and this is the, this is a story about her, her great grandmother Beatrice. Okay, and her great grandmother Beatrice. I want to preface this by saying none of this is um, hyperbole. Absolutely none of this. Essentially, at one point, my brother's fiance, um, she used to spend a lot of time at Beatrice's house. Okay, and she had a she had an office with a lot of files in it, and. She was always very aggressive and assertive about the kids not no one going into that office because whatever was in there was very, very important. Now, my brother's fiance always thought this was very interesting as Beatrice never had any job herself, any kind of a career herself. What she did have was a series of deceased husbands who did have very healthy careers. So one day she gets into the office. She starts going through the files. And she starts piecing together um, what some make, what some would call um, 
a, a, a murder spree of greed, but others might call feminism. And <laughs> 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 essentially, um, here's the plot as it was delivered to me based on what she was able to corroborate with the files and with other family members. Is essentially, go ahead. Is Beatrice her mother or grandmother? Great grandmother. Great grandmother, okay. Great grandmother. Um, now, so this woman had seven husbands. Um, one of them, if anyone's ever driven through Palaka and ever gone over the Palaka Bridge, you'll see there's a factory that's in view. It used to be a coal factory. I think it's a paper mill now. Um, it's got two of the big smokestacks that are like always making clouds. Anybody that knows Putnam knows what I'm talking about. So it smells great. Oh, wonderful. The he uh, one of her husbands, uh, he built that. This was one of the later ones. This was, I believe, her number five fifth husband, fifth or sixth husband. Yeah. Um, so he built that factory. Big money. He was essentially Rockefeller for Putnam County at, at, at this point. In time. <laughs> so so he made six figures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, and she was much younger than him, much, much younger. And um, so essentially, you know, the two meet. Um, not sure of details that they met exactly, but they, they, they began a relationship, ended up getting married. She moved in with him. Um, he gave no thought to her other dead husbands because there had been four before this. Uh, and so essentially, slowly throughout the course of the relationship, over about a period of about 15 years, this guy slowly started to decline in health. He slowly started going blind, losing his hair, becoming very frail and sickly until eventually he just slowly died. Now, at which point, of course, Beatrice was able to take great advantage of the brand new will that she had him sign just before his death. The brand new will in which she got everything. <laughs> they were um, at they were at the they were at the reading of the will, and she like it's, it's like a rom com, you know, where the the guy's at the altar and he brusts in. He's like, <laughs> I object. <laughs> but she but she had a piece of paper in her hand, and she's like, I have this. Uh huh. My golden oh. ticket. But yeah, go ahead. Um, so yeah. So husband dies. And there's whispers about what it might have been. There's whispers. People know. People have an idea. These things don't just happen. How especially not five times in a row. Um, the doctors, they thought that it was either a disease, like some kind of a like a disease that they didn't know of, or he was just like rapidly aging, or it was like a cancer or something. Like they didn't even really know. Keep in mind, this at this point was probably the 60s. Mm. So, yeah. And this is Porous County. The doctors here are not great. So they were probably just like, I don't fucking know. Um, They're also like gym teachers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now, what the piece of evidence that to me really cemented, right, that everything that my brother's fiance is telling me about, the, about her great-grandmother is true, right is that she did have one surviving husband right because at the end of her life she was at sonic <laughs> in the in the early 2000s so she was going out for a very nice meal yes going out for with with all the with all the millions she stole from the husband she murdered she was at sonic 
and she tripped and she fell and she busted her old ass head open on the side of a table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which is like karma. Karma is the only thing you can say to that. She had a seventh husband at the time, an eighth husband at the time, an eighth husband who at the time of her death had been in the process of going blind, had been in the process of becoming more and more frail and slowly dying. Like number five. Mm -hmm. Much like number five and much like the other ones. Now, this bitch dies. And within six months, this man has a perfect bill of health. He's still with us today. He owns the piece of property I'm sitting on right now. He's still with us. <laughs> healthy, healthy as healthy too. like get up and just do just work. OK, wouldn't even you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think he was mm-hmm. nearing old age. But mm-hmm. when that bitch was alive, he was like the crib keeper. So that to me really cemented the whole thing. The thing that cemented it for me was how she the whole eight husbands thing. That was suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> but but honestly, I don't blame Beatrice. After I think like I think she's a feminist. I don't. I, th- I think she's a, she's a she's a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. And after after husband, I'm a three strikes and you're out guy. But let's say <laughs> you're not. <laughs> After husband four, it's on the husband. You know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> you're trying to get pussy and you're trying to die real quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you oh, ignore yeah. the cabinet full of old wedding rings. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, this is fine. And 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 what pussy is that good? Apparently Beatrice's. She was throwing it down. <laughs> bitch. I mean, Apparently she had the tightest pussy in the county because <laughs> <laughs> she did. She really did. Here's a more fucked up part of the story now. A couple of more. This isn't things she did, but things. Oh, wait, one of them is a thing she did. Um, so she had a son who was no longer with us. And um, he was a crackhead because uh, it turns out she wasn't a great mother. <laughs> and um, that's a twist. Yeah, yeah. who uh, Several of her kids died mysteriously. This one, most mysterious. He was a crackhead. She eventually, like, she worked out this thing with him where she was, like, going to get him a house and, like, take care of his needs so he could get clean. Mm-hmm. Now, what it ended up being was she slowly turned this man into a psychological prisoner in one of her houses where she he wasn't allowed to eat or leave or do anything essentially without her permission. Wasn't allowed to keep food in the house besides a couple of snacks and she would prepare meals for him. And much like the husbands, mysteriously started to decline in health, even though he was supposed to be clean now. And one day he overdoses. Now, see, well, what what does she have to gain from that, though? Because, like, as the son, you like, what do you inherit? I my theory is that her children were just annoying. I think that's my theory is that because she also had a couple of kids that that died young that nobody knows how they died. (laughs) Um, So I think that it was just he 
got on her nerves and she decided, you know what, if you're going to be a crackhead, you know, instead of doing something with your life, like murdering your husbands like I have, you have to go. Yeah, you got to start. You got to get out there and get a job like me, like good, like do something (laughs) for society. I understand the perspective. She built an empire and he was (laughs) wasting it. I see from this, I'm starting to put the pieces together. Right. So she's got all these husbands she's pulling in just for the money. And Mm -hmm. but part of the deal is like, oh, well, we need to have a kid. And then she has the kid, but she's like, I hate these fucking kids. So she poisons them the same way with the husbands. They're like, I don't know, man. They died of old age. (laughs) You're so so right. Yeah, I would. My theory is she's a serial killer that never got caught. (laughs) (laughs) Now here and here's the scarier part, right? Because before she died, my brother's fiance was able to grew up with this woman for a little while. She was I think she was 13 or 14 when she died. Okay. And uh, she lucked out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) she, She described to me the way that they would interact. And it sounded to me like she was on the chopping block <laughs> because this woman was getting she was doing the similar psychological manipulation tactics like she described with her brother where she would speak to her in like super disparaging ways that would kind of get her to start depending on it seemed like she wanted her to depend on what she thought of her and like she kind of started like telling her that she was worthless and stuff but then would turn around and tell her that she was great. You know, very typical, like, abuser behavior. So my niece could literally not be alive today if it wasn't for the corner of that table at Sonic. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> I might start she's ordering so Sonic. lucky. Her mom is the only surviving child. No shit. Yeah. No and I think that's only shit. because her mom ended up getting taken by like another person in the family. Jesus Christ. Be- just Putnam County things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I could I was like, I can't believe that she never got caught. That's the craziest part to me that nobody, and it's a small county, you know. I'm like, how did nobody be like, hey, this get a little <laughs> suspicious? Um, she probably was able to buy herself or murder her way to enough power and money and influence that she had some pretty damn good lawyers and she must have had dirt on some people. Here's the yeah. tea, though. That and wasn't the tea. Be, here's I for I almost forgot this. And this is a great this is a very important detail. She met most of her husbands, at least husband three through seven. She was introduced by a local pastor who still works in Palaka. Okay, this throws another wrinkle. Okay, so what <laughs> if she, what if her and the pastor were fucking mm-hmm. and th- their plan to get rich was was via her launder the money through the church so it's tax mm-hmm. exempt. Mm-hmm. And then and then they their empire continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And definitely, you know, they were very close friends before she died. And she always would give him gifts and they would go on trips. And mm-hmm. and she would always call him about spiritual advisory. Come, <laughs> come over. Visit to, yeah. Come over and bring mm-hmm. your Bible, the new King James version, which was uh, come pray so we can that, pray together. Yeah, that was code for like lube, which lube she wanted. 
Uh-huh. She'd bring over different copies of the Bible, but inside was just different sex toys that cut out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is amazing. And because that man's alive, I want to try to find him, see what he knows. What's his name? Um, she, uh, I was, my brother's fiance wasn't even sure. She said she thought it was like Pastor Bill or Pastor Bob or something like that. But what, what church is he a pastor at? It was something open Bible Baptist, or no, it was a Baptist church in Palaka. East Palaka, I believe she said. Get his name and we'll investigate yeah, him on the I'm gonna, pod. I need to, um, yeah, I'm going to probably have a follow-up because yeah, there's did- some more digging that Hell i would yeah. like to do let's get your fucking brother's baby mana on the pod that I, I might i just might um this i dude this could literally i feel like if i i feel like we could produce this and we could this could be the next like big true crime thing okay he found oh, no, it not this one i accidentally said open bible that's the church that i used to go to oh you son of a bitch <laughs> but i think look at the baptist churches in east palaka on the right side of the river Bethlehem Baptist, Liberty. On the right or, side. Morning Star, Open Bible. I feel like it might have been First Baptist. Elizabeth. Church God Faith. Oh. That's dumb. Church God Faith. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a live, laugh, love for Christians. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to double check because I forgot what she said the name of the of the church was. Well, there ain't a lot. That's for damn sure. Uh huh. <laughs> I feel like it was. E- yeah, I don't know. I won't even guess because I what, don't remember. What but. did did Beatrice and um your brother's fiance do? They have the last name, same last name. Um. No, she. I didn't even. She did. I don't even. She didn't even know Beatrice's birth name, and she had seven other names. Okay, fuck. I'm trying to figure out how we can look this bitch up. So I'll be looking into it because I hear her last husband that survived her is still around. So I'll see if I can get a hold, get in touch with him. Who's the mother? Okay, I'm just trying to. We got to get to the bottom of this. We got to crack. It's the Astinosa's first case to crack. <clears throat> oh, is I feel a- like the, I feel like the case is cracked. Her and that gay ass <laughs> pastor were fucking boys in the Bahamas and funding it by her murdering her husbands. Is it I, Pastor Jeff? I hope. Nope. This is the only fucking place. He? I don't know, but he's been married to his wife for 27 years. He might be he, too young. I'm yeah, pretty he, sure it was pra- uh, Pastor Bill or Pastor Bob. Damn. Yeah, let's not expose these random pastors in Palaka. <laughs> yeah, that is why I didn't even ask for last names because I was like, let me not. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, boys, I think this story is gonna put my county on the map. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because I wanna find I wanna find irrefutable evidence and I wanna get this bitch post hummusly tried for seven murders. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, more because remember the kids too. Yeah, the wanna... kids. Oh man, the kid. Now the pastor, like I said, she said she's pretty sure the pastor is still alive. So I don't know. I don't want to go after him. I feel like he got away with it and he deserves his win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I kind of be feeling like it's bullshit when people that got away with a murder in the 80s, they come back around 25 years later and they're like, oh, well, like we caught you now. And it's like, well, bitch, you already lost. No, nah, dog, they lost the first round, but then they came back round two even stronger. 
<laughs> round round twenty six. It's not fair because the nigga the nigga didn't know you was gonna develop fingerprint technology in twenty years. How was he supposed to prepare for that? It's rigged. <laughs> Welcome to living uh, in a government the size of America, my friend. This is literally exactly. oppression. This is exactly what oppression is. That was so, great. Yeah, um, Beatrice is my hero. She's my new hero. <laughs> She's, She's the, patron, the patron saint. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't even know the men, but they deserved it. <laughs> I agree. Um, and but this yeah, is how, and yeah, besides that, you that topple I don't the think... patriarchy. You uh-huh. marry. That's how you topple the patriarchy. You wine and dine them and slowly poison them. Mm-hmm. You know, I find the idea really compelling for some reason, just the uh, because like a woman, right? She has she she makes almost everything her husband ingests, at least in this time, because this was the 60s. So like you're cook, you're cooking everything he eats. It, you're making every cup of coffee. It must have been so easy to murder. Yeah, bro. Like just yeah. a sprinkle of arsenic, just a little touch every morning in the coffee. That's all you need. And like a dog, he'll lap it up. Oh, he will because they're dumb. <laughs> That's so you know? true. And even if he starts to think about it and feel suspicious, all you got to do is give him some pussy, and he'll even, he'll co- completely forget he was even thinking about it. Yeah, he'll he, yeah, it will leave his mind really quickly. No, you know what was funny? Me and her were talking about it actually, and um, as my brother walked in, I was in the middle of saying like, "You should do him like your grandma did her husband's." <laughs> My brother thought that I was telling his girlfriend to murder him. (laughs) And he walked in and gave me the craziest look. He's like, nigga, no, I didn't just hear what I think I heard. I mean, what were you saying? Because that's what I just gathered. I don't even remember. I was recommending that she kill somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, someone else. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, all I know is I won't be implicated. That's what I know. But now I told him he doesn't have to worry about that until he makes half a mil. Yeah, at least. Then things might get dicey. But the courtroom, they'll be like, exhibit 2-7, beep, Astonos, episode 21. (laughs) (laughs) There's a strong chance that this this podcast will be evidence against me or somebody I know one day. All of us. All of us. Probably. We're going to be once, once Big Brother... Um, is is getting is taking people down for thought crimes. We are all going down. We're gonna be the first on the chopping block for the guillotine. Oh yeah, the second the second this podcast gets bought up by China, Facebook's gonna have all our info. And they're gonna they're gonna watch every single word we say. Oh shit! Yeah, what are we gonna do when China buys everything? We talk a lot about them. We're gonna have to capitulate. We're gonna have to learn like fucking it's, Mandarin. It's gonna become <laughs> it's gonna become a pro-China podcast, and we're <laughs> we're all ju- we're all just gonna show up dressed in uh, red and yellow, uh, like the Chinese flag. We're gonna don that, and it just starts like- with like the uh, the CCP's like theme song, their anthem. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to Ask to Nose, episode one hundred. Titled China is really good, part 300. <laughs> you know what I like episode, most? Of, you know what I like most about China? The people are happy and the government <laughs> gives us places to live. It's just so free, you know? They just have 
such a freedom that comes when you don't have to worry about, you know, purchasing your own food. Such freedom. And we're killing Four the disabled. Times. And yeah, we kill the disabled and the Muslims, the ones that don't contribute to this great sovereign state. They don't, they don't have to deal with arguments on Twitter. They just don't get Twitter. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? That's actually a, 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 a huge positive, I, I believe. Oh, yeah, I wasn't joking. That's absolutely, <laughs> that's absolutely positive. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I know we'll get in line when the time comes. We'll get in line. Yeah. Listen, listen, this is show business and you got to adjust. Yeah, you got to, you know, you got to, you know, the the wind blows where it blows. Yep. Just like Cuomo said, the political winds blow the way they blow. And and the next one coming up is coming from the east. Oh, yeah. Better start brushing up on your Mandarin, boys. You guys are making apology videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ooh, we got a lot apologies. of apologies to make, too, boys. <laughs> a lot of apologies. I know. It's only been 20 episodes and we're going to have to make equal, if not more, in apologies. Just wait till we drop the new art, the new cover art for the podcast. This is going to make it all the much worse. It's Xi Jinping collectively sniffing all of our asses. (laughs) (laughs) We're just we're just face down, ass up. And he just has his hands behind his back and he's walking as if we're soldiers saluting. (laughs) Very politely, very politely. Yeah, yeah. And you know how like they'll like, you know, shake one of the soldiers hands and say good luck out there. He'll just be like, he'll just bend over and get a get a waft of our asses. (laughs) Oh, did you? I heard I don't even know. I didn't verify this, but I heard that China and Russia have already reached out to Afghanistan for peace talks. Who's your source? Uh, My brother. (laughs) (laughs) He said he saw it on the news or something. I haven't even I've been keeping up, but, you know, this has been a, it's been one of those weeks where I have I can't pretend like I don't have a real life and just and like care about all of this bullshit that's happening that I can't do anything about. That's why I didn't have a news section today, because <laughs> sometimes it's just like, God, I mean, what do you want? Like, it's just everything is coronavirus and the gas prices are going up and there's some brown people fucking shooting each other over there. And we're shooting other brown people at another place and there's shadow wars and yeah, and all of us, sucks. the all- president's going to die and he doesn't have any power. And it's crazy that we're pretending he has any power at this point. All, all, I mean, of it's sudden, wild. all of a sudden we're at the point in the pandemic where people are so bored that we're like, let's just go to war. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting to get drafted. I'm being 100 <laughs> percent. Did you know that there's an embargo on Russia now? That uh, the price of Russian ammo has doubled in price. Ooh. So, what is Russian ammo? Uh, Nick? That is, I didn't know they made ammo. Yeah, well, because we have like some fun Russian guns, namely the AK platform, yeah. and yeah. that takes seven six two by thirty nine. I think is what it is. And before you'd get maybe twenty cents around, which isn't great by any stretch of the means, but now it's about fifty cents around. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And keep in mind, a good range day is like you're shooting off maybe 300 to 500 rounds. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's double the price. Yeah. More than double. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, apparently no one wins in Afghanistan unless we go in there ourselves and the government pays for our ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I don't, I don't get it. I thought, 
I thought the liberals were the anti-war party. Not anymore, <laughs> baby. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're yeah. anti-war because fucking Biden's trying to pull us out. It's like, no, nah, fucker, we got to stay in there. Show him who's boss. Yeah, well, see, now they're like, all oh, the women <laughs> and the gays. We have to re reestablish democracy in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're it's 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 you know th- that has really been a stunning example of just like how much we get lied to by our government like if anything that doesn't if anything is going to make most americans like disbelieve anything that comes from an official it should be this because like it's bullshit from top down i mean biden's literally before they like a couple weeks before they took the country over he's like the chances that anything is going to happen are almost zero and then three weeks later, boom, Afghanistan is the Taliban now. <laughs> you know, no, well, he's talking about Americans can get through checkpoints. Meanwhile, we're watching videos of Americans getting beat the fuck up at checkpoints. <laughs> like, no, well, I heard because I think our intel comes straight from Afghan and Afghan intel is dog shit because they're military because Af- it is the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Their military is super undertrained. Like they just recruit anybody. They just recruit Joe Blow off the street, and they're like, hold, "Give hold this gun, and you're protecting our nation now." See, that's but it another turns out they just part didn't to know me, what they were doing because we were supposed to. I was under the impression that we were supposed to be training them niggas. That's no. like, like I thought that that's what we were supposed to be doing for twenty years is like saying, "Hey, here's how you kill people." Well, our military is fine. That's what we've been doing. But Afghan military—that's a different story. They're just—they're just there. They're bowling. See, I don't, it doesn't, and see, it doesn't square because that's, that is, that makes sense. What you're saying to me sounds about right based on what we've seen so far. But like, when you talk to anyone from the White House, they're like, they had 300,000 well-trained soldiers <laughs> in the best weaponry in, in the world. And, you know, all these trillions of dollars went into the military and the infrastructure and this and that, you know, but it's like, it did it though. Maybe it did, but maybe you were just actually training and funding the Taliban because we keep hearing, I mean, I keep hearing that like they just would put their guns down and leave when the Taliban showed up to take cities. Like they didn't even fight for it. Yeah. um, I think ISIS, remember when ISIS was worse than Al-Qaeda? And then I think I don't remember if Trump bombed him or Obama bombed him. Someone bombed him and they were just like wiped out like that. And then they're like, oh, shit, we need a new brown enemy. So they're just (laughs) like they just like sent all the nicest fucking guns to the the Taliban again. And they're like, boys, we want to get the band back together. (laughs) And and now uh, now it's an excuse to go back to war again. Yeah. The thing that cracked me up the most was when I first heard about the takeover. You see these photos? Oh, yeah. That right there, these two, mm-hmm. this right here, those are American guns. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. They just nabbed that shit. Oh, wait, yep. That's also an American gun. And these these guns ain't cheap, boys. This optic alone costs maybe 100, 200 bucks. This is great. This is exactly where we had, where we had you join <laughs> Yeah, this shit's expensive as shit, and it went straight to them. Yeah, look at them rocket launchers. So I want to know. This is all. Yeah, no, this is straight up all every single one of these American arms. I want to know how, because obviously, how familiar are you with the Iran Contra deal, boys? 
None at all. Uh, that was that big. That was that big. Um, there's a movie about it, isn't there? It was like a big uh, gun deal that like, um, all the guns ended up going to some terrorist organization. Well, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's a. I'm sure there's a bunch of movies made about it, but yeah. Okay, it I, Jonah Hill in it, I think. War oh, Dogs. War Dogs. Yeah, I didn't. Is that, I didn't. Is that? I didn't see War Dogs. I think if I remember correctly, that was about Iran Contra. That that could be wrong now. Okay, and I could be wrong here, but I've I believe it was um, the CIA doing deals with um, anti-communist or communist rebels in South America, so they would give them all these arms, and then those groups would ship arms to Russia or the Middle East. And all those guns would be given to the rebels that were trying, they were trying to fund the rebels fighting against their government, which eventually became Al Qaeda, the rebels. So like, I want to know how it <laughs> works with the, cause I obviously, as you said, those are American guns. Are we just straight shipping them? Are we giving them to Russia? And then Russia gives it to them as a middleman. Like, how does it work? Well, see, the beautiful thing about arms deals is that they're completely neutral parties and they'll sell guns to whoever has the money for it. And yeah. apparently the Taliban has enough money to buy. If not, if they're not taking these guns just straight up from like abandoned military bases or whatever, then they're buying these guns off of someone that the American gave the guns to. Yeah. Which we, they would lead us. That's the that's the kind of the official explanation that I keep hearing is that like, oh, you know, they found them. <laughs> yeah, they they found the gun that hasn't come out yet, and like, and even if you find a really new gun, how are you gonna find ammo for it if you if you don't have a supplier? Yeah, that's the thing because a lot of the guns that we supposedly are made there, they were all from old Russian factories, so all their guns and ammo are Russian based. Mm. How the fuck are they going to arm themselves with American ammo and American guns mm -hmm. unless they're buying it? Yeah. My guess is we sell it to Russia and then they buy it from Russia or some shit mm. like that. The big question, though, really is the why, right? Because I think we're at the point where I think most people kind of agree that, like, we're ob there's obviously some group of, like, powerful individuals that for, like, at this point, 60 years has been invested in us having wars in the Middle East at all times. And <clears throat> because I think we all know that, like, it's not it's not about, you know, delivering democracy. You know, let's I think we all know that that's bullshit. We've never delivered democracy anywhere else besides here. Um, like, yeah, like why? I don't like what do you guys think? What do you guys think is the big reason why we're continually doing this? Money, 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 money. Yes. Cash flow, obviously. Who is making the money? The heads the, of our military industrial complex. What yeah, the con the contractors. Okay, bro, my 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 dad was a middleman for federal contracts for like twenty years. He always told me, no one overpaid. The biggest purchase purchaser of everything in the world is the United States government, and no one overpays for anything as much as the United States government. So in order to fund all that consumption, we need to have giant contracts 
mm-hmm. to to fund that. Those contracts are because of the military and military complex are based in this goes all the way back to fucking World War II. Like our economy, our economy doesn't just get boosted by mm-hmm. war. Now our economy basically fucking depends on war. Like if there's no war, gas prices are gonna be 20 bucks a gallon. Whoa. Yeah, that's kind I'd of rather get drafted than pay 20 bucks a gallon. Fuck that. <laughs> that's the thing. He said, he said, I'll shoot towel heads. I will do it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we 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 don't see it. It's not in our backyard. So we're like, eh? That is what that's I have a similar thought about it to you, Zach. Like, cause it kind of seems to me like our economy depends on like periods of constant growth. But it kind of, but like every period of constant growth, it seems like the growth is kind of fake and it always ends up in like a bubble bursting and the economy crashing and we have a depression or a recession or whatever. It's like we have it cyclically and it, and I think it is because we have this level of consumption that is kind of manufactured and that's not sustainable, kind of like you said. And it kind of seems like war is like the only way that whoever's in charge, because we all know it's not the people we vote for, whoever's in charge seems to think that like war is the best and maybe the only way to like re-stimulate the economy, re repump a lot of resources back into it so that we can keep consuming in a way that's artificial. I don't even think it's that anymore. I think like in World War II, like that was the thing, like we need a boost to the economy. So we're just gonna make everyone work we're going to have turned four dealerships into like weapons factories. Now our economy depends on it. Like it would, it, it literally um, is interwoven into our economic structure. So it's not, it's not like we need a boost. It's like, we need to keep the status quo. Which is like, which is concerning. Cause it is like, so like, what does that mean for like, how do we, like, are we ever going to be able to stop having wars? I think I think we're about to go through the biggest redistribution of wealth in world history. And I think that's going to give leverage to the common man. Um, but I don't have the answers to that. That's a, that's a way down the road type thing. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like what we could, what like the only way that the, the only thing that we could really do is like, fix our own economy so that we're, we're generating the wealth that we need, that we want to consume. The tricky part about that is we've outsourced a lot of our manufacturing to like other countries, at least large scale manufacturing. I think that's the biggest issue. I think that's the biggest issue. I'm, I think that I'm of the opinion that we should really be like investing in like, like robot technologies the various technologies that would allow us to produce cheap things because the thing is like the big problem with it is that like we're not going to fill factories with americans and then have them make stuff as cheaply as china does it because americans want to get paid more than 10 cents an hour so like that's just never going to happen so it seems to me like we need to be automating we need automated production and we need it like on a large scale so that not only are we making our own shit that we're actually selling shit to other places and you know maybe we could compete with china because but, at this point, it's like China and other countries in Asia. It's like they make everything the world uses. But in America, we do have the freedom of assembly and speech. So every motherfucker's got a problem with everything. So as soon as if we try that, 
motherfuckers are going to be like, that's an, that could be an American job. Then you give an American a job. They're like, I don't fucking want this. Pay me more. Like, we're going to yeah, unionize. That's, that's one thing that's always, I've always kind of found hilarious about the rhetoric about like, like keeping American jobs is that they're always talking about like, keep the, the oil drilling for the jobs because that's what every guy wants to do for the rest of his life. Yeah, ask a motherfucker who has that job if he likes yeah. it. Yeah, right. And, an and, mean, but, and another thing is if you start doing that, motherfuckers are going to be like, well, we're becoming a nationalist state. No. And and you're and and you're going to become you're going to get on the argument of like nationalizing industries, which like I feel like we should be at the point where we uh, we understand how America works enough to like know that like some industries are going. They have to be nationalized. I agree. I, I mean, uh, fucking firefighters and policemen should be nationalized. There you go. Fucking, I think airlines should be fucking nationalized. I mean, telephone companies are nationalized to a degree. You know, now broadband is, uh, if that infrastructure gets bill gets passed, that's going to be nationalized to a degree. You know, like, there's a lot of things that we already do that with. Yeah, but, and then another problem, another issue is, if you don't nationalize it, but you like regulate it, mm -hmm. no one has more power than agencies because agencies have the power to prosecute, but can't be prosecuted. Mm. So like, then you get these agencies, the DEA, the FBI, the CIA, the ATF, where these motherfuckers can't be held accountable for anything. And they start running the government. Like we say the CIA and the FBI run shit, the NSA. Yeah. They become more powerful than the entity that created them. So yeah. it's like, God damn it, we're fucked. It does definitely seem like that's where we're at. Yeah, and I think a lot of Americans have a problem with at least just the ATF because the ATF is doing some dumb shit with gun laws. So I don't know. What does that acronym stand for again? Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 forget <laughs> forget about everything they've done. The most consumable products in our in the world, they put on the most retarded taxes too but motherfuckers still buy it because it's alcohol and tobacco why but the fuck is alcohol tobacco and firearms even beneath the same agencies per view that, that that doesn't make any sense you have one that like you have one thing that will just give you cancer you have another thing that literally gets get you drunk which means that not only does it kill you, but it can make you act rash. So that's like a completely separate kind of issue from tobacco. And then you have guns, which is just obviously a separate issue. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck made the ATF and like what they do. I just know they were involved. They get involved in like FBI and CIA and DEA affairs all the time. So like, mm -hmm. when do you call... I'm confused. Like, when do you call the ATF? There's no fucking number that you just call <laughs> the ATF. Like, and what do they, wh when do they get involved is my fucking thing. Like, Waco. Like, they're involved in Waco. I thought that was some FBI shit. Like, Wait, involved in Waco? The ATF agents? Yeah. They have agents? <laughs> yeah, they have ATF agents. <laughs> and, and, and fucking, and, <laughs> They get involved in all the arms deals, so they're kind of interwoven with like the DEA 
because a lot of the arms deals come from drug cartels. Um, it's fucking weird. I don't understand this where the separation lies. But I didn't. I know that ATF is frequently coming into like at odds with hunters, the hunting community, because they just tend to pass weird, fucked up laws about guns that don't make much sense and just kind of end up making it really awkward to continue hunting. You know, it's usually like it'll affect a specific kind of hunting with specific kinds of firearm or gun or uh, firearm or ammo. Yeah, to me, that's not the fucking ATF's job. The ATF's job should be getting getting guns out of dangerous people's hands that i think honestly is probably one of the reasons why the gun situation is so confusing because like how many different agencies have some kind of an influence over gun laws you've got the atf you've got uh the big lobbying groups like carolina gun owners and uh what's the one the nra well see here's the fun thing about the atf department of justice yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, they should handle that, but I'm gonna do this. Share my screen real quick. I'm on the ATF's website where they cover their history. Mm. They're a tax agency. That's how they started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that checks out. They started off scam. Yeah. Then th- they virtue signaled their way into getting guns out of people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's amazing. You can see somewhere down the line here, 1934, the National Firearms Act is when they started their virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. But wow. yeah, all, all they should before that was just taxed off shotguns. Look, that's where it started, where they started, where they focus on individual kinds of guns and not I, the problem. Is this like a response to like mob shit? Yeah. Looks yeah. like it. Yeah. They were like, oh, these mobs just have a shit ton of cool shit. Let's tax them more. Okay, they'll pay it. Back when, the like, back when yeah. like, almost granddad was shooting up niggas in diners. Yeah, fucking, they're yeah. fucking, they're just huh. greedy motherfuckers. That's what they are. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Although, you know, I'm kind of starting to think I might like the way the gun, the gun world works because it seems to me like we're never really going to get at least not for a while, we're not going to get any kind of sweeping gun legislation that is like applied in an effective manner, which does mean we won't be getting any of the good gun laws that we maybe should have. But it does also mean that we won't be getting any of the shitty gun laws that all like everybody and their mama seems to think would work because <laughs> it's just kind of at gridlock. So I don't know. I don't maybe. know. That might I be don't good. know. I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to guns. I was also talking about the Republican Party. Uh, wait, what was that? I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to guns. Uh, I mean, I've also kind of started to think the same thing about Republicans, right? Because, like, often the complaint that's levied at Republicans and um, especially, like, the Senate recently is that they stop things from getting done. And That's called you know, being a politician. Well, you know, I've kind of started to realize that, like, in some instances, probably a lot of instances, I think that's a good thing. And that also is kind of the conservative stance is that most things the government just shouldn't be doing. So, like, the conservative thing to do would be to stop the government from doing things in a lot of cases. Yeah, but at the same time, guess what the fucking Democrats were doing when Trump was in office? Stopping everything he was ever trying to get done. Yeah, that's so true. That's that's how you play the game. And actually, the one thing that our our founding fathers got right 
was setting up the government in a way that was inefficient mm. yeah. so that it's not it's not as easy for one mm. person to grab power. Yeah, and it's really hard. Like, it's just, it's hard to get new laws, especially laws that are, like, actually going to be changing the way, like, actually affecting the way people live. Like, it's just hard to do that here. I don't know. I kind of think, I used to be, like, when I was more liberal, I used to get frustrated by that and think that, like, well, we need change and we need it now. But now I've kind of started to realize, like, we probably do need change, but, like, should the government be changing it? Like, should the guy is the government the one we want to institute the change? Or should we just kind of do it ourselves? Yeah, and the government's like, oh, fuck, we got to change because everyone else did. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because that's it. I did that kind of dichotomy between like what like what is the government supposed not supposed to do? And, you know, what do we actually want them to do? I kind of kind of it pops up a lot. It kind of in a way it reminded me of the gender debate that's happening in like um, California or not California. Uh, there is one there, but in uh, Canada where it's now like a hate crime legally to misgender something. Sure, maybe you can make the argument that society would be better off if more people respected gender pronouns. But, like, should the government do that? I feel like obviously not. You yeah. Know? Because yeah. It, it just seems weird. It seems like that should just be a thing where we can just, if trans people want that, then they can just keep telling their truth and, you know, just being trans and eventually more and more people will get on board. And that seems to be more effective than trying to have the government do it. Yeah, especially yeah, Canadians. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. I, you you had an actual point. Like I feel like we only go to the government when we want things to be more comfortable, rather than having them actually instill like actual change. Because like, just look at what we did for weed. We were like, oh, mm. this shit's actually kind of cool. And for a while, the government was like, mm, maybe it's not. But then they're slowly rolling it in, and now we have dispensers everywhere that you can just like get mm. weed at and not maybe get shot. No. And so it's yeah. like, okay, yeah. so thanks government for making this easy, I guess. Yeah. Like, your only role. Yeah. Which but again, I mean, it's another instance too, though, where like the federal government hasn't even done it yet. The states are the, like state governments are the ones doing it and they're doing, most of them are doing a decent job. Yeah. That's another thing too in this country, we have the state thing, which is that's where I'm like, a lot of these issues, I'm starting to think more like, okay, how much of this should we just let the states do? Because... Because every it's state's fucking every yeah, every state's fucking different. And motherfuckers who work in the state mm-hmm. are guaranteed to live in the state. So they know what the fuck's going on in their state. And, and when you think about the size of the fucking country, I mean three hundred and fifty million people. The like the 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 idea that you're gonna get you're ever for anything gonna write a single policy that makes sense for all three hundred and fifty million of us. It's pretty retarded. It is kind of retarded, yeah. right? Like it's like I don't murder. It's like a more manageable, I feel like, yeah. population. Yeah. Agreed. That's been one exciting thing for me with the pandemic is just the more and more governors telling the federal government to suck it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a real states' rights uh pandemic. It sure has. Yeah, real On Confederate sides, type too. shit. I mean, I've been real fucking. I've been, <laughs> I've been really proud to be from Florida during the pandemic. Me too. I know. Ever nobody likes Cuomo and whatever. He might have genocided a bunch of old people, but like, who hasn't? Not Cuomo. Um, Ron? Cuomo, <laughs> Ronnie boy. Oh, Ronnie Santas, which they both, yeah. <laughs> I think, supposedly genocided a bunch of old people during the pandemic. So yeah, 
so yeah i know people feel a way about that which i guess is understandable but like i don't know i like the part where he tells the government to kiss his ass i like that <laughs> he's running for president you know <laughs> yeah people have been saying it man i i might vote i'm gonna lie i don't agree with him on a lot of stuff but i just might because if it's like him versus biden yeah, I'll take the snarky Cuban. Thank you. <laughs> it cracked me up as when I went to the gun show to buy my first. <laughs> you went to a gun show, you said? Yeah, uh, when I went to the gun show to buy my first uh, pistol, right outside the gates wow. was, a, was a fucking cutout of Ron DeSantis. And some group was there like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> were they pro or anti Ron? Oh, they were hard pro, of course. Mm. They were like, hey, do you want to sign up for some weird government shit? It's because Ron DeSantis is a cool guy. It's like, no, I just want to buy my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine imagine bringing a life-size cutout of the guy you're protesting. (laughs) Dude, that's a new wave. That's what they did with Bezos. Man, you know how expensive those things are? That's a waste. Are they? They're just cardboard. You like, cut out of people those things are like a hundred like a hundred bucks a pop at least really yeah they're expensive i was gonna say dude for my apartment i want one of uh trump and biden and then during <laughs> par- during parties if it got crazy like i would make them make out but <laughs> but I, if they're a hundred bucks a pop fuck that shit see i would want no a sex, they're not they're, want sex they're cheap here let's pull, cheap? let's pull up some prices Oh, I always thought these things were like expansive. No, dude, look at this. It's cardboard. <laughs> oh wow, thirty bucks. Yeah, that's six feet deal. tall, thirty bucks. That's See, that's he's bullshit. Not, he is not that, six feet tall. He's he's like six, <laughs> two, he's like six two, six three. I want some fucking accurate ass. Is he really? Stuff. I dead ass thought that nigga was like five four. No, th- that's his. No, he looks like a squirt, dude. No, Donald Trump's tall. I, I it might just because he be because he thick and he's I six three short. Damn, yeah. he's taller than yeah, he's me. Six three. See how tall Biden is. I want some life size shit. Joe Biden six foot flat. Mm. Oh. <laughs> he's got the perfect height to sniff my hair. <laughs> he's not interested in you. You're <laughs> age. I know. I'm too old. Oh, wait, you wait, wait. The wombo combo, Joe and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> his and her. 35? That's a steal. For his and hers? Dude, yeah. right? Oh, my God. Kamala. She is not that thin. <laughs> they edited no, this shit out not. of that. That bitch ain't skinny like that. <laughs> they should give her cake. All these look fake. They put the transform on and How just squeeze it to the side. I like how that this one really I captured mean, the way his. No, that's no, that's life size. Forward. That one's life size. Yeah. Okay. Seventy four inches tall, fifty bucks. I mean, I don't know. Shit. I mean, I might do it. <laughs> my my fucking apartment is pretty minimalist right now, so I need oh some god, decor. No. Oh my god, you have to get this one. Is he have his? <laughs> oh my god. He looks like he's in War Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna get these motherfuckers That's to insane. sign this deal. <laughs> why would you wait? Why would you He's need a, a big and a little version of Joe Biden, and then two different Trumps? No, I do. You get a big one. and little. 
Oh, you get the what? I do like yeah. how people are already on the same wave as me because that means people have already bought in the combo of both. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, I would want, I would mix it up. I would want a wait, 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 Nick, Nick, can you check out the one where it looks like Obama and Joe Biden are doing a prom picture down there? This one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I, I, I hope I thought he was like grabbing his hips. Just replace, just edit a corsage, like like print out a corsage and just put it over that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, at the, look at the look at the Putin one. This That's is a classic. Right there. If you don't have this, hell yeah! Remember, you even, <laughs> if you call yourself an interior designer and you haven't <laughs> ever utilized the Putin cutout, quit your job. Yeah, you fucking fraud. Basically. Yeah, Justin, I wanted you. I love that you could buy it with a King Jong Un. Uh, <laughs> Justin, frequently I bought you. together. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I wanted you to paint me like that, but no need now because I have the cutout. <laughs> That's so yeah. good. Oh man, that is good. I love a- that we can, you know, I love that all these people are war criminals, but we can still all just get together and giggle at them. <laughs> and they can still make residuals off their merch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I wonder how much of this 54 Putin gets. I wonder how um, fucking inconvenient it is to ship this. Incredibly. Dude, oh, this is over awful. six feet tall. Probably, I bet nobody that's ever ordered one of these has got it not creased. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they have to. Fo- they should have folded, I think. Because, dude, I have a uh, a package. I have a package room in my apartment, and if this thing was fully unfolded, it would not fucking fit in the room. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, they're pretty fucking big. Yeah. Well, I like how uh, it's if, also if recommending. We, if we do Matthew McConaughey's book. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. I heard he had a book. What's that supposed to be about? No clue. Let's see. I think this is just one that he one that he like voiced another over. Tell all about being famous, like a famous drug addict. Um, it's just his life. It's a it's yeah. an autobiography. Um, on Comtown, uh, they they listened to the beginning of it and they were pissing themselves laughing by the end of the first <laughs> oh, page. No. I bet it's, it's funny. Yeah, it is so funny. And I heard it he read so it himself, funny. so that probably just adds to it. I love Actually, that we can be fascinated, like that, like just the idea of somebody whose entire life was spent pretending to be other people, telling yeah. us about their life because you kind of didn't have one; it was other people's lives. Yeah, I don't know, but he does. He fits into a certain role, like they write him into a lot of shit. So it yeah, might just he, be... he he plays himself. Has he ever yeah. been a cowboy? Yeah, well, at least a sexy one, I think. He make good cowboy. He must have been, cause like that's like so. If you if you're making if you're writing a, a western, you just oh, want yeah. him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Only once though. Wait, boys. What's up? I'm and the... Dallas Buyers Club was about AIDS. Yeah, it was about <laughs> it was about butthole sex, cowboy butt sex. Yeah, he's no John Wayne. No, I don't think anyone's gonna be a John Wayne. Is John Wayne dead? By the way. Yeah, he's been dead. Yeah, he's dead. I would totally let him top. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's the, not a looker. The uh, epitome of, of, of handsome in Hollywood in the 50s. <laughs> he really ain't even that hot, but it's because he played no. the cowboy. No, no, he was he's actually disgusting, but you could just <laughs> you could just horseshoe men into leading man roles back then. I love that about westerns that like look click on that picture Nick go up where that that there's a woman in it. That one? Yeah, look at this bitch. This bitch literally looks like a fucking an angel. She's gorgeous. And then look at him <laughs> giving Uncle Jim. And you know that since it was a western, they got together at the end. Oh yeah, of course. Of course, he always bangs some chick that's half his age and has no waist. <laughs> The last true American. Oh my god, I thought that was old John Wayne for a second, but that's Michael Caine. That's crazy. Yeah, this is old John Wayne. He looks more or less the same. Yeah, Honestly, he got odd. He got kind of hotter with age. Looks the damn same. You say that, but I'm gonna bring this picture back. He looks like the kind of guy that will mow the lawn and maybe beat you, you know, knock you around a little bit. Why does he have a piss stain? Take care of the animals. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, quite a piss stain there. He it looks like he came himself. That, oh. <laughs> he probably did, and he didn't think <laughs> anything of it. It looks like a bleach stain. He's got real small nipples. Huh? Nothing. I just my thing buffered. I didn't hear what you, I didn't catch what you had said. I said I, I came out. Oh, oh shit! Congrats. Um, you know, you know, Nick, I got to say, I miss the Western nights with you guys. <laughs> and the yeah. poker nights. Oh, poker night. Oh, we got to we got to get the virtual poker on here and fucking and fucking get it going. Mm. World oh, Series yeah. of Poker. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not as wholesome as betting bottles of alcohol. We have to actually put money on the line. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm I'm trying I'm gonna I'm actually trying to get together my, all my degenerate friends in interlocking and teach them all how to play poker because I want to make them worse for some reason I just want to ruin their lives more thoroughly. <laughs> You're yeah, just redistributing the wealth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called speaking truth to power. Yeah, to me. <laughs> I feel like I'm a dominate because I know. See, I went to the big city and I learned how to lie with the best. Okay. <laughs> Who's a better liar, me or Nick? Um, ooh, probably Zach. I played too many yeah. games with Nick. I, I'd be knowing what he's thinking. Yeah, that's true. I'm a great liar. But the best liar was Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't because he was good at lying and keeping his cards closed. It's because he just threw wrenches everywhere and you didn't know which one was going to hit you. Literally. A hardest person to, to do anything with. Remember when he said he was going to play poker with us and then and on his third hand, he just yeah. left? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was great. That, he, he had no tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that he's a he's a genius because what he does, what he does is he, he convinces you that he's thinking of lying about the game when he's really just trying to leave. Yeah. That's what makes him so great at what he does. All right, boys, do we have hemorrhoids? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 
Wow. Both you pussy boys <laughs> forgot no. hemorrhoids. I don't have a hemorrhoid, but I do have a little debate that we can have that I'll do instead of my hemorrhoid. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do that first? Okay. So I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this and you there's a good chance you have a very strong uh, opinion one way or the other. Now, 11. We all know it's pronounced 11. Okay. Many scholars and philosophers would argue that it should not be pronounced 11 because 21 and 31 and 41 and 51 and so on all end in one and start with a like a version of the number to begin with that has a Y at the end. 20, 30, 40, 50. See what I mean? So why would we pronounce 11? Now, many, many argue for 1D1. That's what many people argue for. It should be 1T or 1T1. Um, I actually have a third opinion because you know I like to be difficult and disagree with both sides. But before I give it to you, I want to hear y'all's thoughts. I don't have to have thoughts because I have Google. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the etymology of 11. The entomology of 11. Okay, this is amazing. <laughs> okay. Endl- Endlophon? Uh, no, it's Old English, so it's pronounced really hard. It's like Endlophon or something like that. Endlophon? Oh. Yeah. So really, it should be Endly 1 is what I'm seeing here. Zach, do you care to weigh in? I think you guys are both missing the big picture. Oh. Who who the fuck is going to answer for 12? (laughs) The the biggest culprit in all of this is 12 because it comes after 11, but it's in between the transition between 11 and the teens. Where does the transition, why does it happen at 12? That is the crux of the count where things go sideways. Because then you go from 12 to 13, which still makes no sense, but it's a different version. It's like another thing that doesn't make sense. 11. Well, no. Yeah, It makes sense to me because 12 is around where you'd stop with a base 12 or base six counting system, which is what the Romans used for their whole thing. In fact, we use a base 10, like, pretty recently. So 12, I think okay, we've adopted see, over from Romans and shit. And we just had that see, number in there. in my opinion, the problem with 12 starts with 11. Right? I think, no, because I think Zach had a point. I think the problem with 11 starts at 12. If we, you have to take <laughs> into account the base 6 and base 12. Yeah, 11. Base 6 and base 12. Well, well, we're not Romans, so I think we need to get it together. Um, <laughs> no, but we call it a dozen. A dozen and a half dozen are very common, uh, you, you know, measurements throughout history. Huh. So in order to in order to get to twelve, you need to use eleven because they had no fucking idea what to say. So they're like, we're just gonna call this shit eleven. Exactly. Well, and if you see, think about it, it's thing, most is- American to take the shit that was already there. That is that is true. That is very true. That <laughs> we did steal this whole number system, and that's why it's fucked up. 
<laughs> but remember, the debate is between the 20s through the 90s and the uh, 11s through the teens. Why is it 21, 22, 23, 31, 32, so-and-so? So the debate, right, is to square 10 through, 20, 10 through 19, square that up with the following uh, base tens up to up to the nineties. But okay. why is it, why is it not teen three, teen four, teen five? Yeah, it's fifteen you, and then ninety five. Yeah, we don't say teeny five. Here's the thing, right? Because what we should, if we had to, by the way, my stance is that it should be twenty. Okay, twenty one. Okay, or potentially, it would be spelled O U E N T Y, twenty one. Dude, we're American. We don't put three vowels next to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's some French shit. You can spell it W-E, but I think it's fun O-U. So it should be 21 and 22 and 23, 4, 5, 6, 7. And then you get to 20s and then 21, 22. And that would square it with the rest. I would just, because I'm fucking lazy, I would just make it 10-1, 10-2, 10-3, 10-4. You want it to have a T at the end. I don't. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. I, no, because if you think about it, the T only comes up after like 20, which is uh, 20 already uh, has the TY at the end. So you just say 24. But if you have a 10, you just say 10-4. Or 10-T. 10-T. No, because then you have to change 10 to 10-T. Yeah, then why? So then 10 is called Tenti, which is fucking <laughs> retarded. Why would we not say 2-4 by your logic? No, we say 24 because it's a 20 and a 4. So I say 10-4 because it's a 10 and a 4. Oh, okay. You guys might have just changed my stance. <laughs> I think I, I'm now for 10-1 to be 11. <laughs> you mean the other way? Another way? You mean the other way around? You want 11 yeah. to be 10 1. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we can all agree that 11 is bullshit. Yeah, totally. 11. So that, that, my hemorrhoid the, is 11. <laughs> 11 through 19 are bullshit. And that's my that's my hemorrhoid. 11 all the way through 19. I was going to say we could, even though obviously like it's not in the teens, we could call it teeny one and teeny two because it's just goofy <laughs> to say that, but it is also chaotic. I like it. I like it. Teeny one is just, it's, it would be fun oh. to say. That rubs me so wrong. Could you imagine <laughs> that? <laughs> so you, so teeny three plus teeny one. No, could you imagine some mathematician, like some astrophysicist, like, oh, we have a planet like teeny 1.2 times e to the 10 <laughs> uh, light years away it's like oh <laughs> so i think the conclusion is that any mathematicians out there they need to call us because we obviously are better at their jobs than they are <laughs> and no, but and investigative uh and we're, we're solving crimes today we're solving yeah. math philosophy we'll see Fuck i'm gonna throw a wrench uh, as good as zach's uh problem solving or res resolution to the 11 issue here's the real thing you start confusing it with cop codes 
Oh. What is this? Yeah. I don't know. What, what is it? Those are police codes. These are cop codes. Oh. So what you like say there's so there's a cop on the line. You say, oh, uh, like dispatcher says something like there's a there's a runaway driver on I-95. You say 10-4, uh, like going to you say 10-4 to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Or like I, say you're say you're in a bad firefight, 10-3, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I find myself using 10-4. Well, I think we should expect the police to change because they're a part of the white supremacist system that's been in place and in place <laughs> that has created 11 and forced it upon us. Yeah, 11 like, is racist. Yeah, but <laughs> what is what, how does 10-4 have anything to do with like systematic racism? It's just a number sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you sir need to brush up on your black history. <laughs> Don't you know it was the 10 4 that broke his back in 1967? <laughs> oh my God. 10 4 is what George Zimmerman said when he shot Trayvon Martin <laughs> to his walkie talkie that no one was on the other side of. Because he wasn't a real cop. Yeah. The, yeah. Because he was a neighborhood lady already had hung up. <laughs> okay you guys continue with your homework i'll be back in just a second this fucking guy oh fuck you got one i do i have a little gay bladder right. um so i'm gonna i'm probably gonna re-say everything that i'm saying right now when he gets back but my my new favorite um my new favorite guru on on lifestyle and business and wealth and prosperity and mindset is this guy named grant cardone have you ever heard of him no clue look him up and see i have his instagram pulled up so i'm gonna play some some videos by him he looks like my fucking professor uh oh kind of he looks like a hotter version of my fucking nonfiction professor wait is it sharing my screen with you oh i just I, uh, all right, no, there he is. Oh okay. shit, there he is. <laughs> so, as you can see, um, it's mostly him posting lifestyle pictures with um, huh? with wealthy things in the background to trigger envy and and willingness to give up money to. But um, here's just some of his. Like, like the most like business one oh one fucking advice, right? Like, the way to make sure you don't burn cash, and he actually burns the cash, is to convert it to oh. real assets. <laughs> so, no. but burning hundreds to make a point gets earned you a spot in the book of biggest douchebags. Yeah, it's a visualization thing, but it's like literally less than business one oh one classes now here's a wait hold on i don't know if i'm sharing audio hold on so he's like gary v no 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 this guy's much worse oh boy but here's what you got to do the successful people do this they take what's going to happen in the future and they bring it to today i don't want to be a millionaire 40 years from now if you make 50 grand a year for the next 20 years you make a million dollars just do the math, folks. 
People are not doing the math on money. You go work at McDonald's if you... <laughs> so he's telling people you can work at McDonald's and become a millionaire if you wanted to. Um, yeah, you just don't... You pay no rent. You pay nothing. You just hoard every dollar you make from McDonald's. You just somehow survive for 20 that'd years. Like, <laughs> that'd be like if you work three full-time minimum wage jobs and your rent is $700 a month and you spend $50 a month on food, you too could be a millionaire. <laughs> here, 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 here. here. Here's, here here's some of his great life advice. Hey, what about some fresh air this weekend? Fresh air, drink some water, get some exercise in, take care of your health, okay? You guys can't keep pontificating about the vaccine, the no vaccine, the COVID, the no COVID, conspiracy theory, the non-conspiracy theory. Go out and get you some exercise in, get you a little water in, get you some so fresh creepy. air in, get you some beautiful <laughs> aesthetics in. Get around some friends. Get around some freedom. That's my favorite part. Seekers. Get around the <laughs> grateful. Get around people that are bringing solutions to life, not just drama. Get around your God, your belief, your faith. Get around your loved ones. Okay. Hope you guys have a great weekend. God bless you. Be great. Ten X everything. So his motto is <laughs> his motto is ten X everything. And he, he claims to be able to 10x your business's income within a year, which is not possible unless it's a scam. And and he says 10x everything, 10x your life. So he wants your life to be 10 times better. This um, is the guy that like makes 18-year-old twinks extremely uncomfortable on Grindr. This is exactly, he's the kind of guy he messages you and he's like, hey, baby girl. <laughs> Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. How, 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 how can you make, how can you, how can you make an epic picture of you at a conference and then sign it and say the most obvious shit ever that you can get on Google? Just a side note though, what the, bring that back up. What is with these fucks and these skinny jeans? They wear the same jeans. Your mic, please. Your mic. Your mic. This is <laughs> this is this is bad. Pick up podcasting. your microphone. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> God, fuck, God damn. This My is bad. why he has money, Justin. <laughs> As I was saying, though, what is going on with them jeans? This nigga literally got the stretchy like jean tights. This nigga's wearing jites or whatever they're called, jeggings. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Christ. My little oh. sister wears looser jeans. <laughs> well, that's because she's a lesbian. Very America. So he has a very in-depth analysis of, <laughs> of business acquisition <laughs> and growth on his little <laughs> on his little notepad, his giant to-do list. Um, this this is edited. This isn't even he didn't even write that on that notepad. Yeah, I don't think he did either because no, because look at the font. That's a font. Yeah, every O is exactly the same. Every A is exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah. That yeah. look at how straight that line is. Is this nigga an artist? He could draw a short, he could draw a line like that. 
Yeah. So what the fuck was on the to-do list on the notepad? What the fuck was originally <laughs> on it? Is this well, whole thing a deep fake? It was just it was just a bunch of dick drawings. Well, can we talk about how every single comment on that photo was either a flame emoji or the fucking bless up? Or the hearts, yeah. That's the scariest <laughs> part is these guys are always able to find legions of idiots that think that they know how to how to make a business. Yeah. Look I right like there it. at the bottom. His name is Millionaire DNA. Be, by the way, double penetration, three fire emojis. <laughs> Positive, G. So also guys like this, I figured out some of their scam or some of their work is obviously they speak in platitudes that like aren't wrong, but aren't any advice that is proprietary and different than anyone else that they're someone would give. Yeah. But they, they pay influencers and famous people with followings to like comment under their shit and link up with them and like shake their hand and take a picture. So it adds credibility um see here's him with 50 cents so you know he's a real entrepreneur <laughs> um which is great because if you know anything about 50 cent you know anyone in the room with him is also a scammer <laughs> yeah it's just uh um, oh god the cigar yeah so he's what is this guy's name grant cardone uh, it's just the dishonesty about um, it's the dishonesty about how to be successful in, in the business world that's really getting me. Um, yeah, and acting like everyone can be the a hedge fund manager manager of a multi billion dollar financial company mm. um, just by exercising and drinking water. Mm. And, <laughs> and 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 going to nice places and taking pictures there. It's that just sounded so like an exact ad at Joe Rogan. I just have to say <laughs> that's what this thing is. every episode. And I'm a fan. I listen to every week. I, almost every week I listen to Joe. And he's always like, is your life not going well? Or do you feel mad all the time? Are you depressed? Exercise in fucking water, man. <laughs> and those aren't bad for depression. But for becoming a multi-billion dollar investor, that's not it. That's not how you do it. <laughs> Most of those guys that are billionaires are the epitome of gluttony because they got financial freedom and they said, fuck it. Now everything's a chess piece and mm. and everything consumable I shall consume and hoard. And they're usually really fat and slovenly. They because but not not backwoods of america eat mcdonald's every night fat no. eat, eat five-star restaurant meals for every single meal type fat it's a difference there's a difference mm -hmm. and you know it when you see it so but anyway one thing that, i will say though um and um to devil's advocate a little bit uh, uh when people do say you know the diet and exercise there are a lot of people and i think we all know a few that believe that they're going to be the next Jeff Bezos, but cannot wake up at the same time every day and start working at the same time every day, you know, couldn't don't have the discipline to like get themselves to do anything on a schedule or to really do very hard work. And like for those people, potentially maybe you should start with like drinking water and exercising, potentially. I mean, 
that's not how you achieve your goals. That's how you become a functioning person. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> For those that aren't functioning it, because you do have to function before you can become, you know, the next big trust fund owner. Yeah. So, so, so many people are like, dude, if I could just like make my bed, then I could like own the world. <laughs> and it's, it's like very much like one of those like no. But if you are the kind of person that doesn't make your bed, you probably don't run the world. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I'm going to throw a wrench at the your shit. He doesn't make okay. his own bed. Grant does no shot. Grant I'm Cardone sure makes his own doesn't. fucking bed. I'm sure now he doesn't. <laughs> I will. The bed thing is goofy, but. No, well, like, that's the thing, because like. In order to get that successful, assuming you're starting off from low, you can't fucking work out and surround yourself in aesthetic type shit. You have to fucking uh-huh. grind away. You got to adopt the Sigma male grind set. Yeah. I mean, I think I think when people talk about the workout and stuff, it's not necessarily like just getting fit. It's more or less, though, like being able to make yourself do hard shit every day, like just being able to work through just be able to work, you know, especially when it's like shitty work, because really all these people that like are massively successful, they did a whole bunch of shit they did not want to fucking do. Yeah, but but um, they won't. Grant Cardone won't tell you that. He'll just tell you <laughs> that anything's possible and you just gotta make more money than you spend and you'll be you'll eventually mm-hmm. have an empire and it's yeah. like i mean no i mean yes that's not <laughs> wrong but no it's not how you build an empire it's like it's like that's it, by it it's like that might be a nugget of truth but that's not the, all the truths you need to build an empire no you know? no exactly <laughs> it's the it's the dishonesty the blatant dishonesty I will say, like, I do hear a lot, like, um, or one thing I don't hear a lot. This is something that I've noticed recently with artists. This is, like, kind of related, right? We're, like, in the art community. I don't hear a lot of people really telling uh, telling artists, like, especially young artists, whenever they talk about how to build a career, I don't often hear people talking about the fact that, like, what you do have to do is just work for, like, an insane, like, for free for a long time and very hard. And like, you're going to be broke and it's not going to be pleasant. Now it's become a thing where like a lot of especially animators are like complaining on Twitter about like how they want benefits and they want control over what they make. But then they don't want to answer to executives, but they don't want legal responsibility and they'd want to be able to afford it. But they don't want to involve a big Bitch, studio. pick one. Exactly. <laughs> it's just it's like. Yeah, nobody because the guys that are always saying like work out and make your bed and stuff. It's like that's a good point for somebody who just needs to get their life together and get started. But I don't often hear people talk about like, okay, but like, how do you actually find the thing that you want? And how do you actually make that thing like the thing that is your living, you know, and you have to be obsessed with it. And that's one thing a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. And the fucking truth is no one has the answer to tell you the answer to that question. You everyone kind of everyone's figuring it out as they go. And yeah. they they ended up on the answer eventually, but they don't know how the fuck they did it. They just know they did. So I mean, it seems to me and I'm not successful, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not speaking from a place of experience. But it kind of seems to me like the only really right answer is just like to in whatever field you're doing to just be doing it and just be working and just be putting like just have stuff because like everybody that made it, they made it because they had a bunch of good work. You know, and then eventually that paid off because I hear I know a lot of artists, other artists that are always kind of complaining about like what they can't do yet and like the things they can't sell yet and they can't make money yet and this and this and this. And then you look at their like 
um, you look at their portfolio and you're like, but there, well, there's nothing here. You know, you've got a couple of good things and then like mostly it's, you know, it's just not much. Well, so I would, like, I would push back a little bit. I'm agreeing with your overall point, mm-hmm. but I would push back a little bit with like saying, if you, if you, the recipe is if you work your ass off, eventually you're going to break through the plateau. Some people like literally draw a red circle on a white paper and they suck an art dealer's dick and now their shit's getting sold. So like there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like (laughs) truly no one, no one can tell you a path, a set path, Uh. take every single step, uh, this way and you will have this result everyone has their own come up story and everyone did it differently so they can only tell you how they did it well you know what i would say about that though is that like you know there's definitely those people who got that that got that weird lucky break like the guy that sold the banana tape to the wall for millions you know and it's like no he didn't work on that you know (laughs) but like those people for the most part sometimes you know there, there are cases that where this is not true like Amesh Kumar, uh, but a lot of the times, like those people, they they don't really end up having a very long storied career. You know, they don't. They have like their moment where the dumb thing that they did gets them attention for a minute. But then, because they don't actually work, because they don't actually, they're not actually obsessed with what they do, they fall off. Yeah, and you're right. That's not sustainable. But there's also people who, if you're being honest at, with like reality is they work their entire careers and they never get anything to show for it. And Mm. maybe once they're dead, people would appreciate it, but that's maybe Mm. some people. And that, that happens a lot with art, like a lot. Yeah. Some people don't get appreciated for the work they put in and they still work their ass off. So there's just, is there, it's just, everyone's figuring it out. And it's like, to Mm. say, you know, the recipe for Mm. such a complex and nuanced thing as, Mm life is retarded yeah i definitely don't know the recipe and don't get me wrong you can't work your whole life and it just not come through you know but i want to i want to say this justin you shouldn't in the grand scheme of things like you shouldn't compare yourself to other people because we all have our own journey or whatever gay shit Mm -hmm. but at the same time (laughs) like most of the people in your town are in jail or on meth right now so it's like by all for all intents and purposes you are a successful person you actually have aspirations and ambitions and you actually actively pursue them and you don't let shit shit life happens but you're not at the end of the day you're not going to let anything get in the way of the grand the grand scheme so So you, I, mean, you, I have seen a lot of what doesn't work. I've seen many examples of how to not skin the cat. But to me, being successful isn't fucking being Grant Cardone and being like exercise and eat water. Like that's not <laughs> that's not successful. Successful is like being on the path to success. So like if you're if you're doing the right habits that are eventually gonna get you where you want to be, because mm-hmm. goals are nice or whatever. They're great. You need goals, but without systems in place, you're never their dreams. You're never going to achieve them. So like if you're actually actively sacrificing to achieve your goals, then you are a successful person because you're you have a mission or like a purpose and you're like working towards it. 
So that's yeah. my definition of success. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. That's one reason why I said like you should whatever it is that you're trying to do, like you should be obsessed with it because I think at the end of the day, even if you don't end up getting whatever level of success you wanted to, if you spent your life doing something that you really loved doing, I don't think it's going to matter that much at the end of the day. If you were, you know, if you ended up being the next Warhol or you just ended up being some artist and you were able to make a living, you know, I feel like what really does matter is doing what you love all the time as much as possible. But like, also that seems like the best way to be successful if that's what you want to be monetarily successful. So it's like a, you're definitely going to get fulfillment psychologically from doing that. And you're also raising your chances of being successful. Yeah. But in order to do, in order to do the most amount of stuff mm -hmm. that you are passionate about, you're also going to have to do the most amount of stuff that you don't want to do. Oh yeah. So it goes hand in hand. Yeah, it, it like that's not matter. to say shit shit ain't sweet. It's not all roses. And Many you know, people you might who, even the thing you're passionate about might not be fun to do sometimes. Yeah. And and by the way, every job is respectable and mm -hmm. every job has its cons. Mm -hmm. No one has a job that they have nothing to complain about, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's another thing that, too, you know, that's because, you know, with the liberal fucking artists on Twitter that seem to think their job should be easy. That's one thing, you know, I would I wish I could say to a lot of artists my age that I see being disillusioned because I think they thought it would be easy, you know, and at our point at this point in our early 20s, this is when you really start to realize that it's not, you know, and it's I just wish more people were saying that to especially artists. Right. Because it's just like this is not it's not you don't you don't be an artist because you want to have mental health. And like a bank account and a retirement fund and benefits. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's not what this is for. That's okay? not what it's about. No. Yeah, this is for you literally to be a good artist. You have to be insane, broke half of your life. You have to struggle like tremendously. You you can't. You're probably going to die broke. You're probably going to die like not very comfortable. Fuck and, all like, that. Fuck all that. You have to put the art first. Yeah, truly. Like it is like it has the art almost has to be more important than like your yourself. Yeah, because you, that's why people get into art or should get into art. It's not for Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, and like you said, you know, you might be able to get a little bit of career by doing it that way. There's definitely, you know, the artists. This is interesting to me that you really the artists that you see that are getting the biggest responses online are the artists is the artists that are kind of just doing like kitschy kind of gimmicky shit yeah know? like a like cute the, ass sticker to put on their computer yeah or like the artists that i love this like new class of digital artists where all they do is they draw couples that are like having sex or cuddling and that's like all they do and it's just completely pedestrian scenes it's like a living room and it's just a couple yeah sitting on a couch yeah and like those people get they have huge followings though you know, yeah. although they kind of just do, they draw the same thing every day. Because art is in this weird place now where everything has to be fucking relatable. And it's mm -hmm. like, why? Why does shit, why can't shit stand out and like be outside of the norm? But like, I don't know, people, people want their art to be, it's the same thing with, um, I, you know, I don't believe stand-up comedy is an art form, but, <laughs> but stand-up comedy, it's like, you can't now comics are running into not being able to say jokes because 
like a joke about people of a certain race because they are not that race. It's like, okay, so I'm only allowed to speak on my own perspective. Why can't I yeah. like pretend to go into someone else's perspective and try to see it from theirs? Um, you make a good point weird. because like no one that's ever written a fun, exciting story lived like that. Yeah, what is fantasy? What is like what Tolkien is... did it? Tolkien wasn't delivering any rings to any volcanoes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did fight in a war, so that's kind of like I guess he had to. Act. He's one of the artists that did kind of have experience, you know. But like with like what he wrote about it in some ways, but even that, that's like such a tenuous like eh. But there wasn't actually orcs, you know. Yeah. 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 It's like you yeah, can't say yeah. Tolkien. You can't write The Hobbit because you're not like four foot nine. Literally, <laughs> literally, it's like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like or like Star Wars. I mean, come on, Star. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a fictional galaxy far, far away. Like, you just couldn't write it if you were only writing from your own experience. You can put your experience into it, but, like... Well, I think, overall, art is in a weird place because for the longest time in American history, art has been purely consumer-based. You just go in and have a good time. Mm. But now art is being driven more towards a critical aspect where more and more people want to think critically about it. But that's just... Like, people don't know what to do for that. And Americans, and yeah. a long line of American entertainment hasn't trained people for that. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that because, like, you see that in the constant little like fan wars that happen with like you know the Star Wars and Marvel movies and that class of nerd shit. You'll see people critiquing these films, you know, either but uh, both like people that like the film and people that didn't like the film, and it's like you see you'll see people kind of commenting on what they think is the film and what they're commenting on isn't even actually the film. You know. Right, and and, and what happened to like it's an action movie, and now it's like people <laughs> people want to diagnose it down to each frame, yeah. and and it's like the, I don't think the makers of this movie had that in mind, dude. That's like, dude, like that's just, that's happening right now actually with What If. So Disney, I don't know if either I, I don't, you guys probably haven't watched it, but. So the multiverse thing's happening with Marvel. So they started this animated series where it's like uh, shorts, like 40 minute episodes of like, what if? And it's like a alternate universe where like, like one was the first one was what if Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers? It's fan theory, basically, right? It, yeah, fan theory, but like really well animated, you know, really fun. Um, and like the way people are getting like genuinely angry about just the way these things are going. And like they were like being like, it's racist that they are advertising this new white woman, Captain America, more than they advertise the black Captain America. Like that was like, that was a take that like was a very popular take. Journalists had that take. And it's like, what are we talking about? You're not even actually talking about the thing. It's not canon, right? It is canon because it's the multiverse, so it's all true. It is like infinite universes, like timelines. So technically, it's all canon. Uh, so it's like it's like soft canon, basically. Like yeah. technically, it exists out there, but if they're gonna pull from it, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it really a lot of it's they're totally seeing like what people like, and I'm sure. Yeah, some, that's some of totally what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. They're trying because you know, I which I kind of like it. It's like a soft. Let's start messing with this multiverse and see how people respond so that we can figure out how to do it before we start doing another like series of movies. <clears throat> so yeah. Um. But yeah, oh. for me, I don't know about you guys. I mean, obviously Justin, you're much deeper into the art world than 
than me or or Nick, but but I know Nick likes to think critically as well. But like when I see art, unless it's like the most extravagant and intricate thing I've ever seen, mm-hmm. even then, I all I feel when I look at art is I'm like, what do I feel like when I look at this? I'm not thinking about what the artist's original's intention was. I'm not thinking about like what it means or what it's a representation of. I'm just like, okay, how do I feel when I look at this? And based on that, I come up with my own interpretation, but I'm not I'm not like stressing over it or like accusing someone of anything. It's like mm-hmm. it's fucking there to be observed and to yeah. evoke or provoke, but like what what does it matter? at the end of the day, what the artist's original intentions were. You get out of it what you what you want. Right. And I think that's the main issue we see a lot with like quote unquote art criticism or a lot of art pop art discussions is because a lot of people go in with that approach because that's what we've been used to as Americans to approach art as. We go in as like, does this make me happy or does it make me sad? That type of shit. But then people get muddied up and because they think like, oh, well, I'm a critical thinker because this is like some new age renaissance. I'm a liberal type shit. They're like, oh, this is a racist piece. I have to speak out about this. It's like, no, it's not. (laughs) You just thought and you thought it made you feel like that. That's not what like, like it's a weird mix of what Zach is thinking, like Zach's approach to art, which I think a lot of people do. And then some weird like inflation of ego where they think there's some sort of God regarding art. Yeah, or almost as if there's like a morally correct and morally incorrect way to feel about a piece. Yeah. Yeah, which is a whole different issue because then you have you have serious issues if you think like how you look at a piece like is indicative of your character and how other people should view you. Like yeah. you're just a, you're a rotten piece of shit who probably has never like, your actions don't reflect any type of character. <laughs> you do see people's character really come through when they talk about art, which is an interesting thing. Cause you know, art's always been really useful for, you know, learning about real life. Cause you kind of can put things up to like this fictional looking glass and you can get clarity that way. And I've, I've realized you can get a lot of clarity about people by just what they, how they receive art you kind of start to realize like how they, how they see the world. Yeah. But, but boys, think about, think about how, oh, sorry, Nick, go ahead. No, I will say, let's wrap this up. We are two and a half hours in. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, can I show you guys a trailer and then we can wrap up? Yeah, let's go. Bet. Okay. What's um, it for? It is for a new project uh share some hold on hold on hold on um <clears throat> okay <laughs> means justin can't oh, think of what to say. This. no no i was like clicking stuff okay so just just a brief, brief disney has has uh, contracted seven different anime studios to do a japanese made star wars anthology okay
Hey, there's Studio Trigger. お前はまれたとしから <laughs> okay. So I have very mixed emotions about this. By the way, could you guys hear that? Can we turn that off, please? Yeah. Kill it. God damn. You should, Nick, next time he does that, just fucking mute him. Sorry. So you guys could hear the audio the whole time? Yeah, it was like lagging a yeah. little bit. Oh, okay, good. I couldn't hear it on my end, and it seemed like you guys couldn't hear me. But okay, so go on, Nick. All right. I have very mixed emotions about this because okay. I hate Disney as a corporation and what they've done. Okay. A lot of what they're doing in recent years is very much a cash grab. And I hate, I hate that for the art of filmmaking and mm. especially for the art of anime. Mm. But they have serious talent behind this. They have A1 and they, I saw A1 and I saw Trigger. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, Star Wars was really just an adaptation of a Western, which was an adaptation of uh, like old samurai films. Yeah. So it has serious potential, but I'm very yeah. mad that I have to watch a Disney product. Okay, here, let me see if I can alleviate your concerns because I also, anytime, especially when it's Star Wars, I get nervous. But with this, apparently, supposedly, what Disney did, they didn't have any control over the creative direction of these of any of these seven uh, films. They pretty much paid the studios and said, give us what you think it should be. So okay. it's supposedly going to be totally like we're getting what the creators at these studios envisions Star Wars to be. That's supposed and to be what we're going to get. Even then, that's tricky because you don't know like what these studios have. I trigger I know can do good shit. Yeah. Because for some reason all their animes always end in space. So go nuts with Star Wars. Oh yeah, they're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> but like A1, I saw they do a huge amount of shit. And I don't know if they can well, I mean the most notable action that I remember from A1 pictures is Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fault of the source material. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good, mm-hmm. but I have hopes and I'm mad I have to watch a Disney product. I'm see I I think it's gonna be good I I, I, I'm hopeful because I'm a fucking Star Wars nerd and I just want something to be good at this point because Mandalorian is literally the only thing we've gotten that's been good but I'm fucking hyped be right just because (laughs) I feel like just looking at the trailer it's I feel like Japan's got I feel like they're gonna get it right I feel like they know what we need from Star Wars which is the cool shit we want Sith (laughs) versus Jedi we want these niggas shooting lightning and 
fucking throwing lightsabers and stopping lasers. I want explosions, nigga. I want death, nigga. Like we want the shit to go down. Okay. And see, that's the problem with the Disney version. I'm getting a little bit passionate, but it's okay. That's the problem with the fucking Disney version is Disney was like, oh, we're going to be feminist with it. And we're going to tell a nice story and it's going to be good for kids. And it's going to be, it's going to harken back to the original trilogy. Nobody gives a fuck. Give me Yoda versus Sidious. Give me the fucking action. Okay. Like give me force chokes. Give me planets blowing up. Give me the fucking, I'll give it to me. Like just bleed. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I don't know if Japan will nail Star Wars because um, Star Wars is inherently an American thing. And Japan has mm-hmm. done so, like, there's so much of a Japanese take on all the, uh, like on all the shit we've seen for the trailers mm-hmm. i don't know if it's going to hold up as star- i think it'll be set in the star wars mm-hmm. universe i don't know if it'll hold up as a star wars thing mm-hmm. like mandalorian i think is a very good quintessential star wars oh yeah um show i don't know if these will hold up to that feel i wonder i do wonder about that because it might not feel like a western you know like the typical star wars like the traditional star wars that we know of but the reason that I think that might be okay is because before Disney bought up Star Wars, um, and I know we're running long, we'll wrap this up, but before Disney <laughs> bought Star Wars, you know, there was the massive universe with all of the like, uh, all of the books and the comic books and the video games. And it was just like, and really like all of the best Star Wars stuff was all the stuff outside of the main Star Wars saga. Like the main Lucasfilm shit for some reason was never really as good as like like that one book that was like written by a guy that was about zombie clones. Like that shit was amazing, you know, and like all of those projects always had a different feel because, you know, they were all done by different artists. A lot of them weren't even done within Lucasfilms. But like, I think because it's like such a because it's supposed to be a whole galaxy having the different tones and stuff and can end up working really well. I guess I'm just curious to see how, because even all that, it's all born from a Western mindset. Yeah. So I'm curious how an Eastern influence would take to that, like to the world Mm -hmm. of Star Wars and how people would perceive it. I'm curious too. I'm curious too. I don't know how it'll go. I hope. I I, I haven't weighed in yet. I think everything since Metalorian's good, but like everything between everything re in the past like 20 to 30 years that's like uh, a, a star wars show has been dog shit clone wars was good yeah clone um, wars was good everything else and the video games were great but every show has been dog shit and every movie recent disney star wars movie has been dog shit so yeah. i have high hopes um i don't know if it's going to like you said it's going to feel it like it's part of the universe, but I feel like it's going to be better than what we've been fucking getting. So mm. I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, yeah. I'm optimistic because you it, it, you can only go up. You can only go up from <laughs> zero. <very> true. <laughs> yeah. Not only can they only go up, but they've got some good talent behind these. They do. Yeah. I Genuine kind of think, talent. I kind of think this might breathe new life into Star Wars because I think mm-hmm. this is probably because Disney it's kind of seems like they're very much I think they might be doing the same thing they're doing with Legends where they're like all right let's put out this project where we're gonna have a bunch of different ideas you know different thing each episode and let's see what people respond to so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Disney will kind of look at the response to this and then go forward and be able to do better movies than they have been 
because that Star Wars trilogy they made was dog shit. Right. And I I want to say for any listeners who are worried about Japan's influence in this, hold out hope because there are some very talented writers in Japan that can write some amazing stories. Not just amazing stories, but also animate some amazing action. So the question is, did they did they bring those people in? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I would think so because it is Star Wars. Like, I, I feel like even in Japan, actually, I know they have like Star Wars theme parks over there. So like it's big over there. So like I would think the studios would be serious about getting it right. Especially because if they get it right in the future, there will be more opportunities like this for them. Or it's a giant opportunity to fuck over America and they oh, just yeah. completely dog it. I do just think that offend listen. Americans with every turn. Oh, no, I'm what dude. I hope here, fingers crossed. What this does is they're like, okay, fuck it. Star Wars is a Japanese product now, and we get Gundams and mechs in Star Wars. That's all. Oh, that's yeah. all I want. Fuck that's yeah. all I want. <laughs> I'm fucking down. I'm here. That would be sick. For it, you know, we've done we've done a planet gun. Now we have to do a planet gun that transforms into a planet sized nigga. Exactly, with a um, fucking awesome ass cape and a fucking giant beam sword. <laughs> yes, um, and just slicing planets in half. Uh, yeah, I think that the biggest, really, one of the biggest, probably the biggest weak point in the Star Wars movies historically has been the lack of really good action. You know, in the originals, we had that weird, slow, clunky lightsaber fighting, and then in the newer, the uh, prequel trilogy, we got lightsaber fighting that almost looked like they look like ballerinas dancing around you know? it, was it was super really... homosexual yeah very yeah. very <laughs> fast very like you couldn't even but didn't really feel like they were fighting it just kind of felt like they were like tap 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 you know Whirl, jump spin type yeah stuff. and then like <laughs> the new trilogy it was so like the the there wasn't even really fight scenes they were so like the few that there were were so bad it was know? about so, fighting with words yeah and like love and and compassion Whatever. and dumb yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay. like accidentally kill this nigga, but then bring him back to life because I want his dick. Okay, I have a controversial take on the new Star Wars trilogy. There oh. was one redeeming moment in that entire trilogy. Okay. And it was at the okay. end of episode eight. <laughs> so you have to when, hold out to the end of the second episode. And <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. It was only for a brief moment. I was like, just because I was like, this is actually good storytelling. I don't know if it's good for Star Wars, but it's actually pretty good storytelling. And it's when fucking Luke like shows up with his hologram in front of Kylo Ren. Uh-huh. And he was like, face me. And Kylo Ren was just mad as shit. And I was like, yeah, this is dope. <laughs> you're right. That is controversial, Dick. I, I mean, because it's like what you're doing with the character, like what Luke's supposed to symbolize or what Ryan Johnson wanted him to symbolize and what he wanted Kylo Ren to symbolize and you pitted them together. And I was like, that's actually a good moment. Uh-huh. Like you executed this well for what you had in mind. It's not good Star Wars. Probably, it was kind of exciting. But yeah. it was dope. You know, <laughs> my least favorite part about, because I kind of was, I felt weird about him doing the projection from across the galaxy, but I was like, I can get over that. What weirded me out about that scene was the setting, that weird fucking planet where it was all <laughs> white. And then when you moved, whenever you moved dust, it was red underneath the top layer. And I was like, this is the stupidest fucking shit. It was a weird just setting, like, but I, just I like think sci-fi it was, concept porn. It was a weird concept, kind of pulled out of left field, but I think it had some real filmographic merit. Like, otherwise you couldn't get those yeah. really pretty shots. It did, 
I feel like I, I felt like they leaned too heavily on it. But, you know, it's funny. I thought. Fuck you, you Justin. Were say, we're fucking rapping. Yeah, let's wrap this up. I'm sorry. One more thing, because. <laughs> no, Nick, no, no. Fuck you. <laughs> the moment I thought you were going to say, Nick, right, was the moment at the end the, the episode nine. That I'm sure you probably saw where Darth Sidious at the very <laughs> end, he's he gets mad. He sucks the power out of them and he goes. And he no, fucking shoots moment. lightning into the air and he takes down shit. a bunch of he takes the fleet down. I fucking loved it. I, I was like, look that. at him go. Shoot. I hated ah! that moment. <laughs> Power! It was fucking great. I love Sidious. Okay, we can rap. God yeah, damn right, it. Boys, let's wrap this up. Do it. <laughs> you whore. It's been a great episode, everybody. Thank you for listening to Ass and Nose. I'm Ass. I'm Nose. And I'm the Gooch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for listening.